<laughs> and then there was no food. There was no ice cream trucks. Now there's now there's ice cream trucks. They're they're finally out. like on the GPS. We're all over. Mm-hmm. We get food trucks. The first time when Xavier heard the, the he's like, <laughs> what did he say? There's a party? Oh no no, it was a drive-by party. Oh. You know how we would honk the horns and stuff. He thought it was a food truck. <laughs> because he's so used to the food trucks, like they like honk their horn as like to feed the guys that are like building. Oh okay. But now they're pretty much done. Uh, One yeah. keeps on, and I'm like, damn it, I should really take advantage and be like, no, we're not eating breakfast. We're getting burritos. We hear topics from politics, social media, academia, friends and family. You wonder about yours and their mentality. Our thoughts and actions aren't in conjunction and realize there may be an obstruction. The sky appears a different shade of blue when we realize we may be in the shadow of an eclipsed view. Oddly oh, shaped, why can't I say it? The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. I got it. Okay. <laughs> the skeleton spilled shampoo in the shower. I was trying to remember another one, but I can't. I can't think of it. That has something to do with time or clocks or something. I can't remember. Hickory dickory dock. No. <laughs> All right, ready? Let's do it. Oh, let me just fart real quick. Just kidding. Oh, was that Pretty. it? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Eclipse Views, where we see what it would take to change our views. This is for self-help through Kaizen, a Japanese term for improvement in small increments. Uh, disclaimer, this is some hard and difficult topics. If you are easily offended, this may not be for you. There are sometimes some hard and some hard topics and hard truths, and if you are not ready for it, I suggest maybe you revisit at a later time. Uh, today we have, uh, well, I'm Salvador Melendez. I'm Veronica. And today Melendez. we have Jose. <laughs> Jose. Uh, Jose. 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 All of the above. Um, how long have we known you now? Oh, God. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna, we all, we're gonna do math we all, now. We all went to UTEP <laughs> back in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> old uh, Mr. We, White joke. We started. <laughs> exactly when he was there, when he was in the building still. It's been a while. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, at been, least five years. <laughs> at least. At least. Five going on twenty. Yeah. Like, dang, yeah. Oh God. Dang. You guys. Yeah. One more year, at least. One more year from now. Because you and I graduated high school the same year. So how old were we then? <laughs> but even many. then, like, I think now we've known each other longer than we haven't now, right? Get it? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, because... Y'all are old. We've known each other longer than, yeah, the age that we were at the time when we met. Damn, that's insane. That's true. That's true. That's crazy that it doesn't feel like... If we were to have been born then, it doesn't feel like the same amount of time, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if it's 18 years, like 0 to 18, this definitely felt faster than 0 to 18, I guess. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know what it's I mean? It's more fruitful. Yeah, there's a lot more going on. Yeah, because those first 18 years were weird. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. We're kids. Yeah. We're kids. Yeah, 
I remember less of that time. <laughs> Thank God. Uh-oh. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, nothing bad. It's just funny to think about like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you were kids, and now we're not. Yeah. Now we're double kids. Now you have kids and such. No kidding, man. Um, all right. Uh, I got interested in this through street epistemology, a mode of Socratic questioning. How did you come to that stance? Are those reasons legitimate enough to continue to hold that stance? Or is it just conjecture, forming an opinion based on incomplete information? How do you know when you have enough evidence to form an opinion? And today's topic is data versus anecdotes. And we'll start with our scenarios. Give us, you guys give us a scale on where you land on the scenario, and then we'll come back at the end, see if, uh, if your mind shifted even a little bit. And just remember Kaizen <laughs> improvement in small increments. So even if it's a little bit, it's better than nothing. All right, first scenario is you're about to have a procedure and the close and trusted friend says he has he had a terrible experience with it, but the data and your doctor says the data shows it's safe. On a scale of one to a hundred, what would you normally side with? One being your friend's anecdote or a hundred the data? Ninety-five. Better? Yeah, high up there. Uh uh, I'm a bit emotional still, so probably like 90, just because like I get, I let fear get to me. Interesting. And I'm like, well, there's somebody that actually went through it, and like their personal information, you know. So then I end up, yeah, about 10 percent. Yeah. Giving a poop what they say. It's it's like other, it's like the proximity though, Dom. So you're saying it's a friend. Yeah, it's yeah. a friend. So when the friend tells you and their proximity to you is, you know. Yeah, that, and depending on that friend, too. Yeah, your relationship there is the established mm-hmm. thing that you have. Have they normally been trustworthy? Right. Yeah, yeah, they're validated. Or they're, is it that um, one friend that you're just like, I don't even lend them books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't, I will never lend them a DVD. They don't know how to read. Right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's, I kind of mentioned that too. But, so, like, if it yeah, was like yeah. one of my patient's parents, I'd be like, zero mm-hmm. percent. Ah, now, I may have friends like that too, but it's also like I, I tell you too, it's like, would I really consider that person a friend though? But I can't. Not not that like all our friends are, are perfect or anything either, but even like I can't let you borrow a DVD. Oh, actually, I can think of some that didn't. <laughs> Did return one of my DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> they're all up there everywhere. You know who you are. Yeah, yeah they're listening. <laughs> well, we even have some trusted friends that haven't given back our DVDs. Well, do we? I don't, mm-hmm. I, by, the, by now, I, I haven't accounted for those now. Oh, well, I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll never they're, forget. You know who you are. The count is gone, and like they're gone in my head. Like I don't even remember which one it is or who. Yeah. So. But there are some that I do remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's always those. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. And you? Uh, I'm at about a 90 also. All right. Scenario two. Now your friend is having a procedure done that you have had. You had a good experience with it. And now the data is showing that there may be unforeseen side effects. You still have not experienced any side effects. On a scale of 1 to 100 again, should they listen to you? One being, should they listen to you? Or 100, should they listen to the data 
Mm, since it's not personally affecting me, I think that would. I would still be at a 95 with the data, mm -hmm. but the difference in not being a personal decision that 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 affects my interest level, I guess, in that decision. But still, I would want them to look at the data. Better? I feel like I'm at 50-50 with that one because I want to give them the opportunity. I want to share my story, but I want them to have their own opinion and I want them to be able to make that decision since it's, it is with like a procedure with their health or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to come back on me and be like, hey, it was awful and da 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 da, da and it's your fault. No, it's, I gave you my information. I don't want you to take it more than, more than you should. Hmm. Yeah, so what was your number? 50. 50, no, 51 or 49. Oh, um, well, I think I'm pretty credible, so 51. <laughs> <laughs> That's a so, hard one, I guess. God, why do you write such hard questions? <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> to me, I, more on that, that side that you just said that I don't want to be blamed for it later. Like, you told me, like, it was good to be fine or whatever. Like, they could, no, I didn't tell you what to do. I just shared my <laughs> my experience with it. I, after that, like, I wouldn't really be heard about it or whether you took my advice or not. Hmm. Oof. Let's still go with a 90, like my previous one. Data-driven. Wait, wait. Yeah. So 90 means that they should take listen your... To the, no, should listen, listen to, to the data. They the should data. listen to the data? Yeah. yeah, data. Data, data. What is it? How are you supposed to say that? Data, data. data. I always go by the, okay, the vowel, consonant, vowel. Ah. So long, a vowel. A. Data. A. Of not... Date? Just kidding. Date. Date. Let's just say it. Like that the whole entire podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody listens day to day. the middle of the negative. What the hell is date? Oh, when, when, when did they switch when to that? When did they switch to that? <laughs> 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 oh, that's great. Well, there's a there's a, an online show I like watching. It's a cooking show called Binging with Babish. Mm-hmm. And he's always he, that. using that one. Mm -hmm. I was like, he, he always says the names of like kitchen stuff a little differently, and it's funny to track it. Like, he'll say saucepan. Saucepan? <laughs> yeah, for so like a saucepan. Like, oh, just grab yourself a medium saucepan. He's like, That's like, I don't oh, have what? one of those. What is that? Let me Google that. <laughs> do, you, do you do the auto-generated uh, captions? Some, yeah, yeah. Does it show? Does it actually catch it? Or I don't remember that one specifically because I'm, sometimes I'm just listening to it. And that's when I find it more I'm interesting. About what... Yeah, I don't have to check that. Yeah, that's smart of you AI. Take that. Yeah. Just kidding. Did you see the guy with that uh, made a sweater that doesn't let like uh, AI detect him as a person so he pretty much put a print of like a very pixelated image that shows like a crowd or whatever and so he kind of with the it's almost like camouflage but for like like urban camouflage for and real. so he puts it on like right in, like it he gets in front of the camera, it's still detecting him, he has a little square, he moves around and it's following him, and then he puts on the sweater, and then like after a while like the, the square starts glitching and then it just disappears, oh. and he's just walking around like, hustle, wow. dang. We should do yeah. that all the time. Nice. Yeah, we'll get some of those. Come on, AI, keep, get your, just kidding. Get your crap together. Yeah. All right. 
So that leads you to the so, Bears. 90, 50, 90. Yeah. All right. So. Or 95, 50, 90. 90. You said. I think uh, I may have she messed up. She said 51. Oh, she said. 49? Well, yeah. Think about it. Yeah. 49? Yes. Lean more on your. On I don't your, want them to. I want them to lean more on data. Oh, no. So then you so Higher numbers. Then. So then, yeah. You want a higher number? Higher oh, the number, yeah. the more data. So how how high? Pretty high. Hmm. <laughs> Let's take me at twenty, so eighty. Wonder if this was your gut instinct still or not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> gut. So, yeah. That's that, right. Well, there's the first. There's the first hurdle. Yeah, it's our show. Our rules. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. You invented the scale. What <laughs> yeah, happened to the, yeah. the scale you used for Chewy? I like that scale. <laughs> you hated it so much. And yeah. <laughs> partially, purposely did because I figured it would have just annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I liked that part when he talked about it. So, <laughs> goddamn it, so. <laughs> That one was a late podcast. Oh, that, that one was like at 9 or 10 that we began. Oh. And so we're like at 1 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we still, yeah, like... You know, we still, like, hung around and talked after the oh. recording. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. That was, like, 3 in the morning kind of thing. It, was it wasn't quite that late, but two? it was pretty late. Yeah, maybe 2. Yeesh. I'm on my 18th <laughs> dream by then. I know. All right. Uh, Merriam-Webster has data defined as factual information, such as measurements or statistics, used as a basis for reasoning, discussion, or calculation. And for anecdote... It only had one, but I found another one, some other ones through Google. So the first one from Merriam-Webster says, a usually short narrative of an interesting, amusing, or biographical incident. Google had that something similar to that, but it also said, an account regarded as unreliable or hearsay, which I thought was kind of fascinating yeah. also. It's kind of condescending, don't you think? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> but, like, what's his face? Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson says, like, when people started, like, try to get picky with words, it's like, how do you define, like, whatever word? He's like, I define it however people are using it. So if people are using it this way now, then that's what exactly. it means. Exactly. And so I kind of... If, if it's, it's a moving target. Yeah. It's frustrating. So it's, yeah. So if it's that now, then I guess that's probably what it shifted to, though. Probably based on what we're about to talk about. Could be, yeah. All right. So we usually let our guests choose the topic... So why did you choose this topic? Yeah, I've been a little bit... Uh, well, I guess I've always been a little obsessed with um, with sources. So, and I bring this up every now and then when I find a news story that's just irritating, <laughs> um, is you often will find that several media sources uh, can be relied on, and there's probably, that's it. Like, there's really not a lot. Uh, in, and what I, what I mean by relied on is their interpretations. So the, it all comes down to interpretation, which uh, when you're practicing science, that's like the critical part, right? Is when you are judging based on what you've analyzed, what then can you foresee or predict or what is the conclusion that's drawn so when you say data versus anecdotal i'm I like okay well that's relatable to me because in my opinion you know 
the data when you when you say the word data i'm talking about raw uninterpreted unbiased uh you know information mm -hmm. whatever the topic is so you can put a different lens around the same data group mm -hmm. in most of our you know modern topics that people would like to talk about in politics or or whatever but when you talk about anecdotal people often will use anecdotal as data and that needs to be i think there needs to be a clearly defined scope a clearly defined lens through which you are judging that information because it can be beneficial like mm -hmm. you're like you're the way your examples um outlined like hey man i would trust my friends mm -hmm. opinions and their experience they went through it why not if i had two or three that might even carry more weight they went through that mm -hmm. yeah sure maybe i would do that but then if your doctor says whatever their information is, i've performed this procedure you know a thousand times i have a 92 percent success rate mm -hmm. you know what does that mean to you mm -hmm. in the end who's who's then the more reliable the three friends or the hundred patients who also went thousand patients thousand who went patients, yeah. who went through that same experience and obviously each one of those thousand patients will have their own anecdotal story even the successful ones this was procedure one successful oh i didn't like that doctor he was rude or whatever mm -hmm. more anecdotal information on top of what what's really the driving force of your decision what what is the thing that you're gonna link latch onto to make that decision i see that as kind of a uh that's where we often let our biases influence us more than anything is i i need to make a decision so i'm gonna read a bunch of stuff and then i latched onto this one part that i didn't like so that means i'm gonna make my decision off of that based on that yeah which is typical Right? That's very typical. That's actually like a neurological process that occurs in our brain. Uh, and it happens often is that you latch onto the negative. You go and you have a wonderful experience on this trip. There's one thing that was kind of fucked up. And that's the one that you're like, eee, I don't really want to go back there because you know that one time this happened. Yeah. All the rest of the stuff was gold. But our brain does it for us. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, so that's why you chose this topic. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. I told, told Sal, like, I've just been thinking about, about sources of information and then the reliability of people's interpretations. And so, like, that's a, that's a kicking off point, I think. The way mm -hmm. you framed it was data versus anecdotal. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of true. Like, you'll read a story if it's a first-hand account. And people go, wow, man, that was like heroin and this and that. But how often does that happen? Mm -hmm. Or is that everybody's experience? Or what are they? What are they trying to tell us in the story? Really, what's the point? Of, what's the main idea of that story? Like, what is they trying to sway you? What is it? What do they want from this? Yeah. Huh. Um. You had mentioned, well, specifically in the the whole Elon Musk thing. Oh yeah. Do, do you wanna? mention any about that i was kind of curious as to what specifically yeah so i found that interesting too because that i that just happened right mm -hmm. like elon musk takes over twitter he announces that he, now he's going to charge people to put a verified check mark next mm -hmm. to your account so why do people 
find that that's something important to them to have that verified check mark next to your profile. <laughs> because most people, when you're scrolling, you type in, oh, I want to learn more about this person or this you know, business or whatever. Is you scroll through and you say, well, which one's the real one? Oh, yeah. So there's like a hundred versions of it. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of hashtags about it. But, oh, this one has the check mark. That's the real one. So I'm going to go with that one. So versus all the other ones who they might be like spin-offs, right? They're mm -hmm. bots or whatever they are. They like repost the same pictures that the original account posted. Mm -hmm. So that's a trust factor for people. And so he recognized that. He's like, I'm going to monetize it. Whether you morally agree with that or not, to me, it's just interesting, the outrage. Yeah. That people are like, oh, my God, why would he do that? Well, because it's kind of important. People, I didn't know that people were upset and, about it. I just knew that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the article that I read. So maybe yeah. it's not okay. as grand as I think, but I thought it, the article that I read said... It could be. Yeah, it could. It could be. That, sounds like, be. An, that sounds like a typical issue that could occur yeah. in these and, times. Yeah, I don't know if it's just the, the hater thing, too, but uh, Kimmel had mentioned something about it. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, that he's going to start charging for the for the accounts and that these, are, these guys are going to have... Uh, like yes. videos that are only like accessible through people with verified accounts or something like that. And so he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess people started wondering like, oh, this this content is so good that I wish I should be paying for it instead of just keep getting it for free or whatever. And I was like, freaking <laughs> <laughs> kibble, yeah, like you're taking it to the extreme. But I'm, I'm more on the Elon bus than not. And so I'm kind of just giving him the benefit of the doubt that he has some other, or he's trying to do something that is isn't as clearly visible to the rest of us that that he's trying to fix yeah. or I don't know, but yeah. maybe not. And yeah, maybe not either. But. And then and then all of those websites they all have the same thing, like and it all kicked off probably around the same time. Like so, verified accounts on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. They were all they all became a thing, right? And I remember the early days of those websites too. Like the everybody jumped on Facebook. And you didn't really have to worry about like, oh, this is the person, right? I'm gonna follow yeah. this thing, mm -hmm. this person, and then all of a sudden you start watching the content change, and and like, well, this is not like, why am I following like, I don't know, Michael Jordan, and and I'm getting a bunch of commercials for <laughs> like spandex or <laughs> what are they called? Spanks. I'm getting uh, like Spanx mm -hmm. commercial, like that. Like you suddenly realize that oh, something changed in mm -hmm. the way that people put together profiles. So it started to be monetized and like, oh, I'm just going to put a profile name that everybody's going to follow and then I'm going to sell it in whatever way I want to sell it. I'm going to make some money advertising. So yeah, that became, I think, probably the, maybe that was the genesis, at least in my experience. That's my anecdote. <laughs> that like I could watch it from here and going, oh, something happened that made verifying a profile important and that's why they started putting check marks to verify their profile and then when those people's profiles get hacked then you know who's supposed to be the, the owner mm -hmm. and then you give it back to them yeah I wonder what he would do now like if is it since it's paid like does that mean it's open to everybody like so now what if the bot version beats them to it or something like that. Like, no, we have this one now as this is the true one or whatever. Yeah. Like, is he going to do any more verification that way? Maybe. I would assume so, but... I mean, now they have multi-factor identification for everything practically, right? You have yeah. to prove you're not a robot. 
And then you have to like do an eye scan or something or, or some kind blood of bio test. blood <laughs> test, <laughs> finger, blood fingerprint. Yeah, they're gonna have little pics on your on your phone now and map your genome. I do think that that would happen in the future. You're gonna map I, your genome. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put it past. It's a very black mirror. I like yeah, that. that could be an episode of that, right? Dang. Although that social media episode they did do was was awesome. They had a lot of really, they, they've had a lot of really good episodes. I'm still waiting for if they're gonna have any anything else. But they're like maybe it's too real. Just look around. <laughs> this is all an episode. <laughs> Open uh, your eyes. Yeah. All right. Next one is um, when should anecdotes have consideration over data or vice versa? Is there a line there, like when you should believe maybe more anecdotal information and? I think people do that all the time, and that I think that's there's no. I wouldn't ever put an anecdotal piece of information like down as not being important. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Well, maybe that's what I did with the score, huh? Like saying, "Oh, ninety-five percent data." <laughs> well, yeah, the, that's kind of what I'm doing. But I think they can be very helpful, influential. Because every decision is going to be ultimately up to each person. So if they want to yeah. come up with it, just because it's my my view one way doesn't mean I want to necessarily yeah. tell you you have to believe what I believe. Yeah. And I guess you guys brought up a, kind of a good point, too, that is it like which which friend is it or which style of friend is it? Like, oh, yeah. So we all, all our friends have their strong suits and probably they're not so strong suits or whatever. <laughs> so is this something that they should be credible in this area or are they not? Is it just kind of, yeah. That's the word I was looking for earlier. I said validity. Uh, nope. They're, they're close. Mm, they're closely related. But so on that, I was... Because when I found out what the podcast was going to be about, I started going down the rabbit hole like in my head you know like okay what what is this but i feel like anecdotal information is a gateway to data for me personally right so you'll tell me something and i'm like oh cool so later on if that comes back up in my head i'm like i'm gonna look it up right but that's how my brain works is i need to back up somebody's anecdote with data Right, like, oh yeah, my dog went to this nail salon, and I don't know, just something random, and I'm gonna be like, dog nail salons? What? That's a thing. Uh, <laughs> how many are there, and why do they have them? Like, what is this thing? You know. So then I go down my own path of like, let me see the data. I need, I need to know, right? And that's what my brain will do. But I don't think that. Well, I'm not really sure. I'm curious to know how many people actually will look up something that somebody has told them mm -hmm. or do they take it at face value oh no Petra said whatever so this is what it is Ew, but aren't you cutting your own you're clipping your wings there <laughs> like how about learning a little bit more about whatever Petra said true and it might be a question of severity so like um, we all have like decisions that we're thinking about making or that are coming up for us in, in the short term long term Whatever, yeah. Whatever your timeline is for, so when you start putting together your opinion, 
to that's going to eventually influence your decision so you scan like you said you scan for you know well how you know what is the prevalence of this in my in my circle of people that mm -hmm. I'm in, interacting with but like how big is the decision because then that's going to make your that's going to make you put more uh, weight on the value of the anecdote, the value of the opinion, the value of the mm -hmm. that person's story, you know, or whatever source, the source, I should say, the source that you, wherever you're getting this information from, mm -hmm. anecdotal or scientific or whatever, like you're going to pick and choose, you know, if this is a major financial decision for you or something or, or a medical decision like in some of the examples like i'm not just gonna you know walk up to a stranger on the street and say hey have you ever heard of this <laughs> like hey what do you think about this and maybe and maybe for some decisions that would work mm -hmm. like they do that for polling right who are you gonna vote for random people why because they want randomness yeah, that, they want, that gives you better data. Yeah, so when you're doing the poll like that, you're interested in randomness because mm -hmm. if you structure it too much, then that influences the outcome. Yes, it's a biased view. Yeah, but um, for most people, we're not necessarily looking for a bias, for, for a random sample. We're looking for a specific example, someone like me. What would someone like me do? Yeah, but you end up getting skewed data also. Always, yeah. <laughs> and because you're searching for what you want to hear yes, rather yeah. than what actually is. And yeah. that's very, very common, right? Very so common. you're going to look. Um, one of our friends just had a baby and she comes to, she'll ask me questions. She asks her other friends that just had children questions instead of, well, I mean, I'm not saying that she hasn't, but maybe she could have just looked it up. But what did she do? She asked us because it's personal experience, yeah. you know, and and you don't have to weed through all of the data well, of because course, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of data on everything because I feel like it's because of social media and just the outreach of technology. Right. Like just a random thing pops up. Hey, take this and you'll get five free coins on your video game or whatever. And you're like, mm -hmm. all right. Yeah. Right. So you do it. And so you have this enormous amount of information. Yeah. Um, even at that, that would be skewed data, though, because oh, yeah. it's all of these people with this game, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's where it's difficult to weed out. And that's how come I think that it's a gateway. For me, it's still it's a gateway. Uh, anecdotes are Absolutely. gateways into, ah, that's something interesting I want to look up. Absolutely. And I think if, like... The way I've been using social media recently is if I'm interested in a topic, I might put some feelers out into the social <laughs> media place and say, hey, what are people talking about? And maybe that's going to lead me to do some research, some key terms, some institutions that provide services or whatever mm -hmm. it is. So then you track it down. But it started, like you said, it started with, you Somebody's know, story, give, me, give me something. Yeah, give me something that makes sense person-to-person -person level, mm -hmm. you know, give me an interaction, give me something. And, and you know, it could go, <coughs> ooh, the drink is spicy. <laughs> it could go backwards, Need some too. water, some ice? I'm good. It, that would probably have been good, huh? Splash of water in there. Take it down. <sighs> I like the burn. It's okay. Um, 
it could go backwards, right? Looking at a data set, like uh, an issue comes up, I'm gonna look at the data. And I'm like, ah, oh, but where's the interpersonal? Like, what are people's feelings about this? <laughs> what are people's, because I think that that's still important too, because you are a whole person and you don't only need the data, you need some like person to person, like, tell me about your experience, let me know. Uh, <laughs> something stupid, I was looking up shoes last night, right? I wanted to buy a pair of shoes. So I go to the reviews, because I see the size of the shoe, I see what the measurements are of the foot, but how do they fit you? How comfortable are they? True. Let me look at your experience, right? Your anecdotal information, not just the fact. Because you're going to see in that that people all have different shapes of feet, right? So they're all going to fit different. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, okay, there's enough positivity in this. And there's, there's some negatives, Right? But, like, where's the middle ground of that? That's my data set, right? The stars. 100%. And I was like, okay, so there are there are 50 one-star reviews and 100 five-star. All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's weigh that option, right? <laughs> so then, yeah, you can then put I your, had a data set on my yeah, shoe. You can make your decision from there. And that that's the thing, right? You, you're informed. You feel you're informed to a certain level. Yeah. And then you make your decision. And of course, it's convenient, right? I'm like, I really like that shoe. All women's shoes, the majority are uncomfortable. Nah. Mm, so, <laughs> it's really bad, guys. But they're so beautiful that we can't not do it. I mean, some of us, right? I'm I've speaking heard, for myself again. Yes, I've heard of this. Carolyn Toad's wedding. Phenomenon. I couldn't even it's walk. Yeah. Couldn't even walk around the area comfortably because I was like, oh, tick, tick, tick. This hurts, but they are so beautiful. So I did it. You know. So you ever you ever had that, where you just they're so beautiful. Just. Yes, yes. The the shoes that we just got you are not comfortable. No, they look cool. They look so cool. They're not beautiful. That's the man. Yeah, man version is they're cool. Yeah. They're not. I don't like. I was I don't know if they're. You can tolerate them. Yeah. But it was definitely. You ain't gonna go walk in Disneyland yeah. with those things. <laughs> I got some. I got some vans. I had Converse before, and I was like, I don't know if it's just been that long. <laughs> Is this how Converse were? But like, I put them I think on. They were a little it, more squishy. They felt on the like, yeah, they felt like super flat. I was like, damn, man, this feels Better like. Better be able to feel the board. Yeah. I want to feel the earth through my feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we're just talking about that old plastic insulator. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this that kind of leads shoes. into the next question a little bit, what we were talking about right now. So you're saying looking up reviews. So are reviews anecdotes or are they data? Individually, they're anecdotal. Oh, collectively. Collectively, it's anecdotal? No, collectively, collectively it's data. Collectively, it's data. It's data, yeah, exactly. So when you, like she said, she saw, if, if, if in the example, like you say, oh, I saw 100 good things and then 50 bad the way it the where it becomes influential is in your your interpretation of that data set so mm-hmm. you have 100 good you know two-thirds positive one-third negative and then how does that influence your decision the decision that you're trying to make based on the data set Mm-hmm. Now, you could read each individual hundred positive review, <laughs> and maybe they're all only, you know, three stars or four stars, because that's technically positive, right? It would mm-hmm. be above three stars, maybe. Maybe that's your interpretation of 
what makes a Depends positive. Depends on your data set too. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking for? So that's the what's, tricky thing. What's your criteria? What's your acceptance criteria? Is what I, what I we say at work. So like, you you have to develop the acceptance criteria for your for your uh, I guess your hypothesis. Right. Your well, like in in statistics, the statistic can go either way. Now, which way are you going to word it? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I think that what you're getting at is, yes, all of the letters that they were putting there behind the, like right under the stars, that's total anecdotes. They're all stories. Yeah. They're all like, oh, I like this because of whatever. I like this. I hated this because of whatever. Right. So they're telling you why it's their why it's their story of when they used it and they got stuck in a, in a, a pothole and they don't like it because the heel is too thin. Right? Kind of thing. That's their story of it. But then the stars are binary. There are no half stars in this, like, decision-making thing. It was either one, two, three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, it's a binary scale. Right? So then once you take all of those binary scales and you're looking at that, that's your data set. And it's randomized, too, because you even have men that had purchased these shoes. And I'm like, well, get, that's, that's even more random of a study. You take off the names, now it's a blind study. Mm-hmm. Right, but how did they get to the website? Where did they find it from? Was it through Facebook? Was it through Amazon? Then you have a whole different data set mm-hmm. of who are you getting? How expensive is this shoe? Can poor people afford it? Is it very expensive? Like, where are you at? So then that's where you have more data. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, there's data. absolutely layers, right? There's absolute layers to all of it. You just have to figure out like in in most decision making like we're looking for what is the most relevant to you know the problem stated like if i'm looking through that data set of customer reviews and i'm looking for fit of the shoe what if 30 of those reviews happen to be like oh they were so fast in their delivery Mm -hmm. that's that's excluded now yeah has nothing to do with the fit of the shoe. That's exactly. I, I was mm-hmm. going to talk about that too. That yeah, I hate when it. I hate when there's reviews <laughs> like that. That I'm looking for something about the product, and then they start nothing talking about customer it. service. Oh, the customer service was terrible. Like there was something, like I don't know. They they said it came broken, and so like broken is different from like the product, like not like yeah, best fulfilling ideal. its yeah, yeah fulfilling its purpose or whatever. Like in and so yeah, all the little mention stuff like shipping like oh it took forever to get here and i'm like why is this in the review this has nothing to do with yeah. with the product this has to do with the service like go review the service not the <laughs> not product. the product yeah and that's yeah. a good point too because that's another exclusionary data is oh this one was defective okay but my relevance in this particular you know fact finding mission is when it works does it work for my needs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I like to go and read the review. Because I'm like, okay, five star, it has this many. Oh, that's fantastic. Then it's all on shipping. (laughs) Or all on the color. Or something like that. Like, you knew what you were, you know, so I think that it's important to go and weed it out and, like, see for yourself. Not just rely on the anecdotal information, the superficial anecdotal information. But see, that, that scrubbing of the data set is all too often not done. I think in yeah. most most oh no most, why would it yeah, be it's a waste of people's time yeah. <laughs> they're not going to pay somebody go and read all of these reviews all of the other ones put to here all <laughs> of the other I mean that would make it a stronger when, even to an extent I still think people would even if they hired somebody to like scrub that data 
people would still find what they were looking for or not looking for about it. Like, oh, see, I told you it's terrible because the shipping takes forever. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you're missing. Because it's a convenience. Yes, you're missing the point, right? <laughs> yeah. The the point was to limit the yeah. limit limiting the products, the problem statement, and then limiting your acceptance criteria. So if the problem is, do these shoes fit? Does this brand, you know, design, model, size, shoe, does this fit the people when they order it? Right. You know, what's the comfort level of that? Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything else. Like, uh, people always want to interject the other stuff. And that's where the anecdotal tends to, like, mislead the data, that da oh, the data-driven decision-making process. So when I go to an anecdote and I see it like, okay, I understand that. Mm -hmm. I'll order them ahead of time if, mm -hmm. they if it takes too long. To That's exactly what Problems, I did. That problem is now solved. Now, do they fit? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Am I going to get them by Christmas? I'll worry about that. You know, That's they, you know, okay. exactly what But do they fit? <laughs> That's, That's exact, exactly what happened. The exact scenario. <laughs> you must have a wife. No. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, now, what if... The reviews were split up into the two different formats. One that just has stars and one that has no stars but just has all the little blurbs. Which one would you be more likely to gravitate to? Oh, me. Like, it wouldn't be on the, like... Yeah. I would assume it wouldn't be on the same website because then you still have access to both. I guess, like, if this was a study, like, where people are reading reviews, they gave one side just star reviews and on the other side just anecdotal like the little blurbs but no stars or anything which do you guys think you would probably find more I know helpful beneficial uh, me personally I think I'd go to the blurbs and then make my own data set from there exactly science. <laughs> I would I would take it That's for science. what it is I'm like okay <laughs> shipping okay this okay that so it's more work definitely yeah. but I think I'd rather have the words describing what they were starring about, you know, instead oh, yeah. of the stars, because the stars can be just too binary for me. Absolutely. And they could also be wrong. They're excellent. Unleaded. Yeah, they're, also they're excellent stars based on the same thing. Like, oh, they got oh, here so the fast. Yes. <laughs> like, and like five stars. Like, do you even try the product yet? Like, <laughs> have you ever read a review where somebody put like four stars and then proceeded to trash the whole damn place? Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> I've yeah, seen that of, too. They're like, it's so annoying. Versa, and like, I was like, oh, <laughs> one star. This is a great product, but it's like, but it. it Ugh, yeah, I but it got here late and it didn't. Yes, something. And was like, <laughs> the lady that was helping me was so rude. Yeah, <laughs> that, that too. Um, excuse me, but the food was good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They put four stars. They're like, oh, this the food was fantastic. And then they trash like, oh, the service was slow and everything, you know, was so expensive and or whatever their rant was. So I'm like, I don't know how to take this necessarily. Yeah. Because it sounds like you're giving it a two, but you rated it a four. So it's confusing. How yeah. does that influence my decision? I'll just throw that out yeah. and look for <laughs> like the next this one. Is, this, is, this is... And then it just makes you, me upset at those people. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, Sandra, V, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> it's Karen. <Just> <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. I'm like, why don't you change your name? That's the Mexican version. Yeah. <laughs> Sandra. No, what would be the... The Mexican What Karen. would be the Mexican one? What's the Mexican <laughs> Karen? <laughs> I don't know. Think about that one. Yeah. We'll circle back to that yeah. one. <laughs> oh, that's all my brain can think of now. Um, all right, and we kind of touched a little bit on this. So, like, if you have a 
like the reliability of your friends anecdotes or even if it's your own so should it count as data or still anecdotal if you're giving somebody your anecdotes but it's something you're skilled at so if it's mm-hmm. if it's something like you for speech mm-hmm. does that count more as data because you've had so much experience with it or does it still count as an anecdote because it's your story about the data i guess <laughs> I can see it on her face. I think that it's anecdotal information. <laughs> that took a twist. I think that it's, well, uh, hear me out. So it's anecdotal information because it's my personal stuff. If I have all of this written down, and I have, because I, I do it every day, every time I see a patient, I jot down the data, mm-hmm. right? Because data is different from what they are actually giving me or how they did it, right? There's different kinds of scoring scales that I use personally to account for all of this stuff right um it's not just okay let me tell you all of my my stories it's not like that i have to show you the actual data and i can so if i can do that then i will show you the data but otherwise it's just a story yeah right experience does count for something different right so then i'll be like okay but i have to be able to give you data I have to be able to give you those numbers. So six out of ten of my patients present with this after, uh, like, you know, you, you, have to, you have to word it very skillfully for it to be data. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just my experience. So I would want somebody to question that. Question me because I have the availability and the ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Because that's why I am a skilled professional. I'm not just your whoever, right? So as a professional in this field, you should be able to ask me for the data. And I should be able to either find it for you, get somebody else to find it for you, or give it to you myself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just asking me for my opinion. And so I think that the more skilled the individual, you should be able to pull those numbers for somebody. Even if it's like thinking about it, give me a minute, let me figure this out. Yeah. Right? And jotting that stuff down and doing it as much service as you can. I think that's what's important in a when you're talking to a skilled professional. Mm-hmm. Right? If you're just talking to me, Veronica, the like whatever, lack of days ago, I'm like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of kids. Da, 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 da. Right? A whole bunch yeah. is not a skilled number. But I have the ability to give you a skilled number. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's important. So if I'm talking to you about something, I want numbers, right? If I'm talking to you as a skilled, like in your profession, mm-hmm. I need to know this. Tell me. Like I was asking you about frying a turkey and you're like, oh, okay. Look, I could do, you could do a 20-pound turkey. The idea, that's, that's pushing it. We want 18 yeah. and below for three uh, pounds or three gallons of, three oil, gallons of oil, right? So you're giving me numbers. Mm-hmm. Even though you've already done this, and it could be anecdotal. Yeah, yeah, you gotta buy a jug, and you gotta. Well, what size of jug? But you gave <laughs> me numbers because you're skilled in it. You know what you're doing, right? So I feel like a person can. Even though that person, depending on their credibility, can skew the numbers for you, right? And then yeah. you have like this, like, woo, yeah. weird thing going on. God that's, damn, this stuff is kicking uh, in. And that's where I think that's that right there, where you. At the end, you that it. That's it's liquid conversation. <laughs> 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 that's like where you hit there right at the end. That's where I wanted to jump off because that, that the the credibility question, like 
I want to make sure that there's a distinction. So when I when I'm thinking of data, I'm not just thinking of facts versus or truth versus like opinions. So I think that kind of can get lost in that. I'm not talking about that. Opinions are data as well. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's not like a critical or scientific the fact, shoe thing that we we're just yeah talking it has about. nothing to yeah. do with with what we're asking the question is you know if reliability it's kind of a question of honesty maybe mm-hmm. which is again like it's like a I don't know if it's a moral virtue or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. like you're you're asking about integrity or or you know more, yeah. so that's where like when you talk about someone who's skilled. Someone who does something or they're an expert in their field or they just, mm. you know, maybe they just, the you know, well and very well known for it. You know, that that's weighs heavily, right? Because that's the truth check mark on your Twitter page. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he's talking about. It's like how how is it that you can really, you know, na- or what's the word? Gravitate toward this as a as a reliable source and we all do it yeah we go to our favorite websites you question why and whatever yeah Yeah. and then that's where you say i know that because based on the history of every time i've been to this website that i get what i'm looking for Mm -hmm. now there's bias in that Mm -hmm. and there's there's a lot of bias in in the way we conduct ourselves in in those kinds of decisions but it's influential it can be data driven, but we're, I guess where I'm going is that, you know, when, when I look for something personally, I try to do my own version of, a, of like a holistic a viewpoint. So if I'm trying to make a decision about something, in, let's, let's take the shoe example or shopping example. Mm-hmm. You'll look at the good reviews, you'll look at the bad reviews. You look at the middle ground, maybe, if you have time. Mm-hmm. You might check a different website's review system. Mm-hmm. You might see, you might ask a friend or two, and then you interpret all of that data that you just, you know, yeah. dug and, through. And still, I feel like it's still very dependent on your, your trust, just like, as you were saying, yeah. your trust in what you are looking at, who you are yeah. speaking to. And there's a, there's a calculation for that in science. It's called uncertainty. So you always count on, and I think we do this in, in instinctively too sometimes, is we're, we're counting on people to be unreliable. So that's why you look at a larger data set. Mm-hmm. Because statistically, you're going to say, well, how many of these people are lying pieces of whatever? Mm-hmm. And so like, they, can't, they can't all be unreliable. Right. Yeah. If I look at a big enough group or a diverse enough group, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say, well, I could probably trust this 80%. And I feel like, too, even if you have this information, anecdotal or data sets, uh, depending on what you want, <laughs> you're going to do it anyway. Yeah, some people. Um, yeah. I did that yesterday also, again, <laughs> with shoes. <laughs> so I was looking at them, and I was like, ooh, I really wanted these, but I'll settle for these because of the price. Like, this is much better price. And the lady's like, oh, but this this kind of shoe is just, it's so comfortable. And I was like, really? Because I just put it on, and it's not that comfortable. <laughs> it's really not that comfortable. She's like, well, I used to work at this store, and, you know, we were always, I have, like, old lady feet, she said. That means, that, I was like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and 
and she's like, well, that they're very sensitive. You know, like old ladies will complain about their feet hurting and this and that. And I was like, huh. Yeah, I don't trust your decision. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, okay. I was like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what the data says, what your anecdote says. Number one, I don't believe you because I just put it on and I tried it for myself and it's not that comfortable. Yeah. So you're... You're not a, a reliable person to me. Mm-hmm. She's like, and several other people, like three other people. I was like, three others out of all of these shoes, three other people have said they're comfortable. Mm, I'm still going to get them because of the price and what they look like. I don't care if you think they're comfortable because they are not. Yeah. <laughs> now, would you have made that same decision if you were shopping for someone else? Someone in, oh, in, that's a good that question. Wow, friend. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Someone in the age group that she's su- suggesting, like, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, well, number one, they're high heels, so I wouldn't have purchased them for anybody older than my age. Just kidding. Mr. For the price, for the whatever, and I'd probably put a note. Shoe lady says. <laughs> but my opinion, like, I don't know. For some, I feel like in some different things, like, you just have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, I of guess. course. That's the easiest decision to make, I think. I'm like, you know what? If I'm Thank choosing you. for me, no problem. Yeah. But don't, but my thing is also, like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Like, don't, don't yeah. just try to blow sunshine at my butt. When I just did this, and I told her after, so I think I broke her spirit for the day. <laughs> when, but I was like, "Really? They're comfortable to you?" Because I just tried them on, and they're shit. Yeah. <laughs> and she was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was like, "How dare you question me?" Oh, I know. Sorry, <laughs> question shoot, my comfort sensors. But I know I'm all, um, and maybe my foot is thicker than yours or something. Well, you know, well, but let's take a measurement. I know, and then <laughs> that would, from that would the, be from the inside. <laughs> That was the other thing I was thinking is maybe you both have different standards for for what is comfortable also. I know. And yeah. that's hard to, to gauge on. Like, that, that would start getting also way too much data, like comfort level and all this oh, stuff. Oh, she gave me a bunch of information, yeah, though. Yeah. She yeah. was like, I used to work at this store that just catered to, like, old people feet and that they're all super squishy shoes, and I got used to wearing those because we had to wear them for the store, da-da-da, and I was like... That's... That's a great lady. That's also one thing. That's also another thing we've come across on several of the the podcast episodes is that I think part of this whole like reliability and like um what was your word you said? Like you uh, credibility? uh, Credibility. Um is that people think like your opinion is a fact and it's very tricky with opinions because like although it is real to you again like this shoe is actually comfortable to me that doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable to everyone and like once they say it's not comfortable like you think like they're calling you a liar and it's not that you're a liar it's just that it's different and i think people have that weird wall there that like does not compute (laughs) but even at that like if it was going back to that same conversation with her it could be totally different. Be like, well, okay, so even though you have the same brand of shoe, doesn't mean that it is the same shoe, mm-hmm. right? So maybe your shoe was flat. Maybe that one had a memory foam insole. Maybe it had whatever else different from mm-hmm. this. This is not the same shoe. 
that we're talking about. Yeah. So even though this brand, okay, let's talk Nike. Nike has several different insoles and all of that other stuff. Mine might be comfortable. Sal's might not. Yeah. Right? And like, exactly. And so that's how I was kind of like, oh, lady, like, <laughs> why'd you say anything? <laughs> I, I, you influenced my... <sighs> well, I know. And they, I think it's done under the guise of trying to be helpful. Of course, yeah. that's their job. Right, yeah. But, I, you know, and that's, that's the, the, the interesting thing about, well, I guess, personal experiences and, and having those things where people try to convey their their experience, which is, I guess, what an antidote kind of breaks down to is like, well, in my experience, yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of times those those stories, those anecdotes, or whatever, can be. Well, this is my base. This is my experience. But keep in mind, my experience is pretty extensive. So her experience is: I worked in this specific business mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with you, by the way. But right. I just want you to know about it. So mm-hmm. you're gauging it as, lady. I, I appreciate your vast experience in the in the old lady shoe business, but. This is the wrong time to use that data, that information. <laughs> so, can you please just keep it? You know. And I think like, that's what I did, poor lady. But now <laughs> she knows that not everybody is going to be so accepting of her opinion. I know. I mean, but it's the application, it's the execution. It's like, what? Why would you bring that? Why would and, you bring that here right now? I know. And it's not exactly the most helpful piece of. And again, <laughs> I think it would have helped also. With that preface, like, in my experience, this is so-and-so, but I think I was just saying that sometimes people try to pull it off, pull off your opinion as a fact, like, oh, well, the ones I had were comfortable, and whereas if you would have started with, oh, in my experience, those are comfortable, then I would have taken it differently than you just saying, like, no, those are more comfortable than these, or whatever, and like, what the hell, I just just did it. (laughs) Yeah. Now there is timeliness. I'll say that. Like so, the, the whole this whole topic thing kind of goes a different way when you talk about instances. So like you talked about your first example was like the medical decision making mm-hmm. stuff. I'm gonna that that can be influenced also. Like if you go to this, you're gonna go have a procedure done at this physician's office, and you're like, oh, you research him. Oh man, this guy was. He was the inventor of this procedure, and you know he's done it for X amount of years, but the last five years have been pretty bad. Yeah, you know he's had a within that given specific frame. Again, it's a frame, it's a lens, it's a scope. That's how we'll we'll put it. So if you look at his his or her, you know, history, lifetime experience, positive rating. The mm-hmm. most recent, thereby the most relevant piece of information can then be, you know, not in line with that mm-hmm. extensive amount of history. This lady selling shoes in obviously a different store mm-hmm. has 20 years experience maybe in the old lady shoe business. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not really relevant to what she's doing now. Right. You just call me no lady. You should have pulled out that card. Oh, I should have. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of that, just because I want to share that. Like we're the same age group. Just kidding. No, she had said that she had old lady feet. Okay. And that they were comfortable. And yeah. I was like, maybe they're more malleable or something. Because, uh, anyway, yeah. somebody, somebody at the, we had gone to the Christmas fair. And there's this 
there are so many booths selling like instant facial lifts and different oh, right. stuff, different creams and whatever. Creams and lotions. And there was, and there was this lady. There's a lot of vanity stuff. Let me do your hair. Oh, uh, whatever. Get out of here. <laughs> your hair looks so great. I was like, well, then I don't need it, right? <laughs> I was going to be a bee about it, but I, I was nice. No, no, thank you. Anyway, um, I'm getting soft, guys. <laughs> the time we started these podcasts, I was like, Ruah! and now I'm like, oh no, sorry. Whatever. All these things are changing my mind. Anyway, <coughs> so there's this one lady that's going, and she said, oh, can I put this cream under your eyes? And the lady's like, oh, actually, ma'am, somebody already put something 15 minutes ago under my eyes. Oh, the audacity. This other lady, the one that was trying to sell it, was like, oh, and it's not working, is it? Damn. <laughs> That's a, that's and a the other lady man. couldn't say anything. She was just like, uh. Saleswoman. <gasps> and I was like, I think I may have like stopped and turned and like my mouth, <laughs> jaw dropped like. <gasps> you were, like, did you just you say that? You were for her also. I was. I was like, I can't believe. Uh, oh, like what would you do, you know? I'd be like, oh, well, do you sell it? Do you use it? Because it's not working either, bitch. See if I can fix this. Boom. Just kidding. (laughs) Does it fix fix a a palm to face? I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But it was crazy, and I just had to to share that. Like, was that data? (laughs) Was that anecdote? But holy moly, she just she ripped that poor oh, lady, man. you know. That's a that's a that's a sales tactic, though, man. Like, that's what that is. That's that's cold hearted. But like, <laughs> I bet you it probably works for her because just based on like if her confidence level and just throwing that out there, well, yeah, she's, she's probably gonna like, go buy some kind of cream. Uh, if I if I convince these people that what I see as a so called like I'm in the business, yeah. right? So I obviously have a, a weighted opinion. If oh. I tell enough ladies that it's not working and you should try my stuff, how, that's probably yeah. very effective yeah. for her. You know what I thought was fascinating, though, even yesterday, is that how many people did sucker us into, like, even almost demonstrating or somewhat demonstrating? Oh, for you. I, Come over I here. And so I was like, okay. Well, it's, that, it, it was a tech <laughs> stuff. I don't, I'm definitely like, well, what's, what's going on with... I don't need it, but I want to know. But... <laughs> And, like, at the mall, they do that shit all the time, and we're kind of like, oh, no, no, thank you, whatever. And, like, I don't know if we were more curious as to, like, the stuff they actually had. Like, is it supposed to be better than mall stuff? Or I don't know. What else? What else got you? No, no, no. Or what else got us? Because I thought I was pretty... But even, like, I think you still even... Interaction time. There was definitely oh, more interaction definitely time more. Than, than just they like, no, so thank nice you. They were so nice, and it's the Christmas spirit. And they yeah, had Christmas so. music going on, and I'm like, okay. But, like, I didn't want to make them feel like shit either. Yeah. Because I felt bad. They're there trying to work on a Saturday, and they're there for three days trying to convince people that their shit's good because yeah. they need money. Yeah. That's what I, I end up feeling bad for vendors because we were vendors, and I'm like, here's a free sample. Yeah. Can you please buy a bag of popcorn or is something? You know, like they're they're yeah. pathetic, and I felt bad for her. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I said they're pathetic, yeah. not they're pathetic. This one lady was pathetic, and it made <laughs> me feel bad for her. <laughs> so I went to her and I was like, I really, really don't want this, and she's like, okay. 
Ah. And I mean, it felt bad. Like, I felt bad for her. But I was like, I don't want that piece of shit that everybody else's yeah. hair has been in. What if they yeah. got piojos? <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I think that almost, almost hurts more than just, like, the flat out, no, thank you. Like, it's almost like the, I was disappointed. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed in you, type deal. Wait, I disappointed her? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, God, with, I still never With saying that, like, I really, people. really, like, you're being the I extra nice. I was so nice. Because she was like, just come follow me. And I was like, okay. And she's like, look at this. And I was like, I think they're more really, really don't want this. I'm not gonna buy this from you. And she <laughs> you was see? like, okay. okay. And she was like sad. I and think her, she was like genuinely her eyes, sad. Her eyes turned like the Japanese anime, like the big watery. Uh, I don't even no know. Pu- no pupils. And I was like, oh man, I hurt her feelings. Oh well. And then this other one, like I said no to, he's like, but I would, I would do it better than anybody. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm sure you would, sweetie, but no. Like. No means no. <laughs> you're going to get a hundred other people. I should, just, should wear a shirt that says that next time. No means no. And then they ask again. Just maybe point the sign. No <laughs> means no. Don't make it weird. Don't make me type the sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm sorry. That was totally off. But I had to share that story with you because I felt like, oh my gosh. I forget where we were, but some somebody was selling something like that at a kiosk, and as we walked by them, they are like, "Hey, do you want this or whatever?" Was some cell phone plan probably, and I'm like, "No, we're good. We already got one." And then I just whispered, "We don't have one." We were were just laughing. Oh yeah. I always, like, more recently, <laughs> I, I know, like, the line just works better or faster or more efficiently, but I've made it a point, like, I don't have to lie to you. Like, I just don't want it. Like, just leave me alone. Like, yeah. No. I just say we're good. Like, yeah. every time, now we're good. Yeah. That, I think that says it all. And it's funny, like, this, I feel like they've tried to change their tactics, too. Yeah. Like... The ones at the mall are always trying to clean shoes or whatever. Like, oh, some nice shoes you have. Like, can I see them or whatever? Like, no, no, thank you. Like, no, dude, I don't want, like... I like to go ultra positive. I'm like, I know, right? And they just keep walking. <laughs> That's a good one. You just, like, yeah, I don't want to ruin your day. But yeah. I'm not going to stop. Because if I stop, then that's the first thing. That's their first, yeah. like, check mark of success. Now your day will be ruined. Now I'm going to waste 25 minutes of your time. <laughs> like, no thanks, man. I'm not that's stopping. That's another good one. If I had the time, like, let's just make this, this drag this out. And then, ah, you know what? Never mind. Like, I don't, want, I don't think I... I don't think I want it. <laughs> should turn the tables on them and go up to them. <laughs> and just pretend like you thought they were somebody you knew. And they're like, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to do that and be like, oh, it's my dementia. Yeah. And then walk away. <laughs> sorry, bro. <sighs> sorry, bro. All right. Yeah. So, if, to new, um, we're still both on the higher end towards <laughs> data. Yeah. Get yeah. you to give them the product, sorry. <laughs> I really do like it, but I only have ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Say it at the end after. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. No, like ma'am, can I straighten your hair and all yes. Thank you. I need to go out and I was gonna go to the salon over here, but you just saved me a hundred dollars. And then okay, ma'am, that's gonna be, you know, for this product. Or do, oh but do like an IOU thing like oh but um, can you do me a solid? Like, can you? I only have ten bucks. Could you spot me the rest? Like, I'm totally good for it, man. I'll pay <laughs> yeah, I'm totally good. next time I come to the mall, I'll get you. Yeah. Next time, but right now, I mean, you know, that's for all the people's time you wasted. Yeah. And you know, you could have had some people that actually wanted it. Oh man, 
and that's uh, she wonders if they're based on commissions and i guess they, they would have, have to, be. to be but like right. it's not, like why would i i don't know i i couldn't be that yeah that whatever that is if i wasn't on commissions like if i had no nothing to lose if i'm gonna get the same amount whether i sell a lot or a little then why would i go that extra Effort. Right. I know there may have other incentives, but like maybe yeah, it's just just a it's a different I guess personality type. Like I don't like doing anything like that. Like <coughs> yeah, I tend to, I tend to be again like I guess data driven. But like like I'll research a product that I want, and if I when I figure out what it is, like I'll look at all of them, all the stuff in the category, and then figure out okay, this is the best one for my needs may not be the ultimate best one, like technologically, mm-hmm. but I'm like, this is the one that meets all of my needs and whatever. And then I will stop looking at everything else. Yes. And I guess that's the marketing part is like, I think marketing part is like, try to put the product in front of you, like to show you the thing you didn't think you needed. Like I wasn't looking for shoe cleaner, but now that you mention it, like, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like if I was looking for shoe cleaner, then <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't know where to find it. But, and yeah. sometimes it's good that, yeah. they, that they have it there, you know, because you're like, oh, that's right. I do need this. Cool. Sometimes. But, yeah. I mean, sometimes there's, sometimes those are definitely, like, <coughs> not needs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like no, there's said, very, like, very oh, yeah. rarely do we need. Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> if I can afford it, maybe that. I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. No, even at that, I just... Like, there was one dude, let me, be, I'll put it out there. There was one dude, and I don't remember where I saw him, but I saw him in person. It was one of those guys selling those, like, slap chop type <laughs> devices. Because you chop shit with it. Oh, yeah. Because you chop shit. <laughs> you remember? remember? Yeah. Remember Djibouti the, dubs? The Djibouti, Djibouti dubs. dubs. Those are awesome. Yeah. I love the dubs. God, we would stay on that forever, huh? And those guys Like, that's awesome, what we would do man. all night. Oh, we're doing They're still around. And that yeah. food oh, thing, what was history. that food one that we would... Oh, I don't remember. The mega food that they would make, like oh, pizza oh, with burgers. Epic meal time. Epic meal time. Meal time. Everything made of bacon. <laughs> Probably. Oh, gosh, yeah. They're all or in the at hospital. least had a coronary yeah. episode. They're all in the hospital. Yeah, no, but they're, they're not. I've been holding out for for this. Let's get a burger. <laughs> Speaking of burgers, we'd like to thank Toro Burger today. We've been eating fast food lasagna this whole time oh, between God. then and now. <laughs> and be oh. okay. And be fine. I've been basing all of my meals on this awesome food show that I saw. Yeah. No, the slap chop guy, though, uh-huh. the epic salesman, man. That guy was the best freaking salesman. Like, he, in person, like, they just they put everything out there and he just did everything you thought he was not going to be able to do. And I was like, oh, Did you buy one? No. Oh, man. <laughs> but I sat through the whole presentation, which You're I think a is a one. success. Yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. I like, like, yeah. You're spreading the word. It's about like, the oh, yeah. Yeah, see you. Because <laughs> I compartmentalize those kinds of decisions. That's my problem. Is like I, I can appreciate, yeah, but I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> oh, that's a wonderful way to be. I can't. I'm like, <gasps> I need it. It's like, man, that is awesome. Good for you. See you later. Yeah. No, I. I would have bought it. Yeah. No, I. It's like my knives at home also chop stuff, and now I don't have to store a separate chopping thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like I like using my chef knife. I like. <laughs> I enjoy taking the time to build that skill. I don't know exactly what time amount you think I'm saving, but you're very convincing, and I appreciate your skills. But like doing this versus me doing this, yeah. it's saving me no time at all. 
Now you have more stuff to wash. Yeah, yeah that's a more complicated thing. <sighs> you guys are just popping my bubble. <laughs> Bursting. <laughs> I thought you know, I needed a slap and chop. This, this is the weights, the weights of all those decisions, right? So you, you're not an impulse buyer? I can be, but, you know, for, like, little things, I guess. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, I need something. Oh, shoot, they have this, too. I'll get that. Y'all are so logical. <laughs> yeah, like, she gets on me sometimes, too, because I think, I think about it. Even, like, once I've researched it, once I'm there, I'm still like, hmm, do I? Because there's stuff that you can't see online. Like, now you're seeing the actual dimensions of it. Like, is this going to fit where I want it to go? Is it not? Or do I have to move or adjust or whatever to, yeah. to make this work? Is it, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll attribute that whole thing to, to growing up poor. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I've walked through countless doors of just being like, that's all pretty cool. Let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any of that. So, no. like, that's all cool stuff, though. It was nice that you gave us a tour of your store. <laughs> <laughs> you try to put a good spin on it. Like, no, we can't. We can't. We can't. No, we can't. You can have one thing. One thing. Under yeah, $5. It's almost, yeah. And it's almost, I wonder, what if they just started, like, what? What's your budget like? Or <laughs> cause... I don't know. I think the opposite happened with me with being poor because I was poor too. But now I'm like, I can get everything I want. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, it took a but, but I do need to reel it in. <laughs> Sometimes. I'm trying to reel it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Okay, I'll try. Yeah, but for sure. I think I. You have to buy one thing over five dollars in the store. Uh, shit. Okay, let me try. Five packs of gum? (laughs) Six, because it has to be over $5. Do they still sell baseball cards? Aww. I still have a lot of baseball cards. Do you? It's cool. 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 Alright, since we were both, or all of us mostly, on the higher end of data, what do you think needs to happen to kind of... What would need to happen for both sides? So if there was somebody that is more reliant on anecdotes... What do you think for like like is blocking their view and blocking our view to see more of the anecdotal side or them to see more of the data side? What do you think? I get that. I can what, see the question. What do you think needs to be done to like bridge that gap, I guess? Yeah. So I look at it I can I view that from like a, a recognition of bias side. So, like, I personally will tend to trust the data myself and make my own call because, for the most part, I don't trust people's view of their own anecdote. <laughs> like, they will, they will give me an anecdote and claim that it's relevant to what I'm asking, but it has nothing to do with what I've been asking. <laughs> so you're giving me information that, while it's nice... <laughs> It's not really what I was hoping to hear for my for yeah, the, or, the question that I'm the, struggling the with. The data right? mining part you were like yeah. looking for or whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm really I'm like I'm trying to figure this out, you know, I'm, I'm working on this. And and then they proceed to tell you a story and I'm like how how does that apply? Like I don't see the connection. And that's my own personal problem probably. Sometimes I don't make those connections because I just am 
Like, I'm stuck. I want this. This information. And it doesn't matter if it's for what I'm looking for or against what I'm, or whatever it is, but I'm like, does it apply? So I tend to weed it out. It's like, okay, that doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. That doesn't apply. And just give me what I, give me the, the raw data, and then I'll make my own call. So if that could be somehow interwoven into conversations, that, that would bring the, my, my tendency on your score there, probably would bring it down. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. My brain worked on the opposite side of it. Yeah. So it was um, with anecdotes, introducing the anecdote, then backing it up with data, I feel like would help people. Um, that's kind of what I do with my patients. I'll tell them, look, I've had success with this. And then they're like, okay. And I'm like, this is how much success I've had with this. Right? And I start to throw out their numbers. And I give them the information, like the hard fact of it. Like there's also this, this amount that didn't succeed with this intervention or whatever. But this is the number that did. This number is higher than the other. Right? And then do that or if they're very data driven I'll give them the numbers first right but this is all in my professional field not necessarily like in the day to day because I think that with like friends it's it's a little bit different Um, because you kind of end up getting into the conversation with friends this is your whole story this is also what the numbers look like and and usually with a friend they're going to pry they're going to ask okay well who else or what else like we were talking about the fiduciary right uh, yeah. and like yeah we trust him what well you call <laughs> <laughs> fiduciary um yeah exactly. this is how many people this is whatever this is what he's done for us this is how much it's grown this mm-hmm. is you know giving you the bigger picture yeah. but a friend is going to ask that right lot, if you yeah. have a more of a superficial shoe lady She's not going to ask you that. Yeah. Right? And so then it becomes your responsibility, I guess, to teach them. Yeah. I don't know. So I just came from the opposite side. You said the data is where you would begin. I would start anecdotal, then feed the data in. Would that change your score, the way you rated it earlier? Um, For which one? For, for the... Relying on anecdotes or, like, I guess, like the... How would you mm-hmm. say it? The Your tendency to go towards anecdotes or data versus data, yeah. Because that's how I was approaching the question. So yeah. I was thinking like, okay, my tendency is to go towards data. Yeah, because mm-hmm. we were all like 90s. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if somebody had scored like the opposite end, like a 10 or a 5, what would make them go towards the center? And I think maybe that what you just said, I think would work. Like if you still start anecdotally and then start kind of feeding data in there. Yeah. Then maybe. I mean, that, maybe that keeps you kind of on the 50-50 side of things. Yeah. And maybe that's where we're all supposed to try to get to. Yeah. And then, like, I'd be <laughs> I don't know. happy with that. Like, yeah. some sort of compromise instead of, like, no, my way, no, yeah. my way. It's no, like, my way, my way. <laughs> and yeah. so nothing gets done because... Nothing gets done because we have to start from scratch all the time. I just think that it's hard. For me, it's kind of hard to put a number because I've worked with people that have both on both ends where they're like I don't want any of your like information none of your opinion I want only numbers and some people only want the like ethos and pathos of it you know Mm -hmm. of like just tell me stories and I'm like but you gotta know where I'm coming from so yeah and I guess in those instances like the ones that are ethos pathos what would help them 
absorb some of the data it's more. It's starting with anecdotal information and leading then, into data sets. And then probably, would it work vice versa also, all the data people? Like show them the data first and then start showing anecdotes? So, well, I mean, let's like ask you. Well, well, wait, wait. Let me, let me clarify a quick, uh, something I'm thinking. So when you're saying you're, you introduce somebody you, to your topic with an anecdote and then proceed to give them data, do you think if you gave them data only, they would be distrusting of the data? I don't know if distrusting, but only, I don't know. Would they be distrusting of the data? I don't know if like, they would question the validity uh, of the data. Like they might say like, oh, like kind of like what you're saying, oh yeah, you're, thank you for showing me your data. Your, your data is great and it's nice and I'm sure you worked hard on it and it's very accurate, but it does nothing for me kind of deal. Look, a lot of times some of the people I work with don't have the capacity to understand those numbers. And that's fine. That's, that doesn't so, influence yeah. the, their opinion of the data. So I don't think that they understand the data at all that's without some kind of anecdotal information. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I started with the data and say, okay, 50% of individuals who da 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 da, mm. they're going to be like 50. Yeah. And their brain gets stuck on that. Right? So then I have to I have to change my words completely. Half of the people I work with yeah. did whatever. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I have ten patients and five of them did this when I did this. Yeah. Right? And then now it's already leading. That data has now <laughs> been anecdotalized. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a weird one. But it has to be broken down for some people yeah, because like they the don't presentation the presentation would be is completely I mean different to that. Like you can you can put together a PowerPoint, or you can put together a slideshow, or a cartoon. You can or presentate it, but, however you want. Yeah, you can pres presentate <laughs> however you want. Would it change? I don't think that it would change their perception of the data. Yeah. So that's also an, an idea. Maybe yeah. I could lead with that. I kind of think I, that I, it depends when you're talking to men and women. Well, well that's it's, a whole other. Whole it's other. been. Let's it's book another been. Show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's been very different because typically the the fathers that I've spoken to need that raw data first. Yeah, that could be and a tendency. And then you get into the the story time kind of thing. Moms, a lot of them have liked the story time, right. then Here the is. information, right? So, but it's it's just depends because that that's kind of like the crux for me i guess is is really these two topics you know data versus an anecdotal presentation there they can be very they can go towards the same right you know point the point is to i think make a decision so if you get somewhere where you okay i've got nothing but anecdotes but that i collect enough anecdotes if i've got nothing but data Am I viewing the data that I need for right. to make this decision? Well, like, I mean, is it the right data? So I'm still scrubbing both pieces of information mm -hmm. to make my decision. And ultimately, it's my interpretation of that data. So, like, you're using an antidote to interpret the data for your client. Mm -hmm. You're still using the data versus the anecdote. Absolutely. Your anecdote is a presentation. 
Absolutely. My brain definitely goes more to the data set, right? Because that's what you're like trained to do. Yeah. Because that's what you, you have. You have that information. But then how you're presenting it. Yeah. Exactly. And we can always um, have somebody in between us. That's why we trust doctors because they've studied all that stuff. And then they present us with what they think is most relevant to what we're going through. Mm-hmm. They don't say, uh, you don't go to their office and they put down Grey's Anatomy and like, it's somewhere in there. Wait, you figure that out. It doesn't? Just kidding. <laughs> it's kind of like a. It's somewhere. <laughs> like the top point of a triangle. The, the triangle. The, the top point of the triangle is where you're trying to get. But anecdotes are on one side and data is on the, the bottom. You come from a, a linear perspective and then you have to get to the, the very tip of it. Yeah. yeah but relevance. when you're. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, your triangle is going to be different. I guess they weigh equally. I guess they wait. That is yeah. that is kind of the point, I guess. Where yeah, we're going, like right? to yeah, they to try to get both. Do you guys think either, well, one side or like, do you think it's influenced by education at all? I do. Depends on what type of education. So that that can be varied as well. Like I think someone who's a good storyteller would be very persuasive anecdotally. Quentin Tarantino or some movie star person who's very just gifted mm-hmm. at relaying information like that colorfully and dramatically. They could probably sell you vegetables. Yeah. You especially. <laughs> yeah. <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Salad. Exactly. Salad. <laughs> you don't win friends with salad. You win husbands. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> that's what you found here, man. That's, that's on the contrary, right? Yeah, <laughs> so maybe education kind of plays a factor, too. But, uh, I mean, it could be. It just depends. It doesn't have to be, like, formal education. Can I share another just story? Sure. Another, another anecdote? anecdote? <laughs> I thought it was interesting because I had asked one of my... Uh, patients, moms, are you going to take your kid trick-or-treating? Because I know they celebrate. At first I asked, do you celebrate? And yeah, yeah, we celebrate. Okay. So I know it's a safe topic, right? I said, are you guys going to go trick-or-treating? And she said, um, no, actually, I don't know if we're going to go trick-or-treating because, you know, the news said that they're putting a lot of drugs in the candy this year. What? Yeah, like, where, which data is this? Because like, there's only one <laughs> trick-or-treating day for the year, so like, how are you accumulating uh, information that yeah, this is that they're doing happening? It. And <laughs> what's so, your source? <laughs> I was like, so the news channels are saying this. She said, yeah, yeah, they are. I said, oh, well, I, I think that that's interesting. I was like, have you ever met somebody on drugs? <laughs> I was like, I don't think they're going to share for free <laughs> like that. Like, they're not just going to give your kids. You think that's fun? Yeah. They're not just going to give your kids the the pills that they just worked for or stole they for stole. or whatever, right? Yeah. Mind you, what kind of neighborhood are you going to be trick-or-treating in? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, so do you think that they would just share for free? Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, what just happened? Like, she's like, on the veras. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like why would why would they share that for free? I was like, aren't I was like, I don't know drugs. Like I don't buy drugs or whatever. But I was like, aren't they expensive? <laughs> oh yeah, right. I was like, isn't that expensive? Like 
Isn't that the whole point of why you're scared of people that are on drugs is because they have to steal your shit so they can buy more of theirs? Yeah, even... Or, like, what? Like, I was just... I went down the rabbit hole with her, mm. and she's like, oh, my God, like, why did I talk? I feel like, like, even, you know? if, yeah, I feel like even if you were trying to get, like, oh, let's get them hooked so that they... They, like, how would they know what yeah, house that, they got it at? No, even that. Like, how would they know what they're on? I guess. Like, oh, I, I want more of that. Like, where do I get it again? And what the hell am I on? Yeah. It, it just didn't make any sense bubble gum. to me. Every time I eat bubblegum, I go, yeah. "That's really awesome." It's <laughs> <laughs> the best bubblegum of my life. I have, I have awesome drinks. But <laughs> I threw the wrapper away. How like am I going to know? Yeah, just kidding. Um, so yeah, I just thought that, that was interesting. Too. That's totally interesting because they run those stories on the news, and they're always like, "Like, well, where?" That's where I always end up at. Like, well, where are you getting this information? Yeah. Because I yeah. need to, like, that, Keep obviously, the yeah, they're, they can be ridiculous with some of these passed along stories, which always makes me laugh because I'm like, I read that on the internet. Because they're reliable sources that, that met the neighbor that's always like, oh, <laughs> always with the binoculars out the window. Like, oh, yeah, that house was definitely passing out drugs to kids. <laughs> <laughs> He's our yeah. constant watch, so he has to be right. Well, my neighbor said, and, yeah. uh, he's always at home. So <laughs> he, he's going to know who's passing out the drug candy. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that, that's where I guess I go, again, like the reason I wanted to go down this rabbit hole was, like, man, people, we don't scrub our sources very much anymore. Especially in the internet age. Like, oh, I heard it on the news. Well, the news, I read it on the internet, and then I saw it on the news. So clearly the internet is influencing my news channel on TV. So that's not exactly the most reliable source. I'm very distrusting of my television news programs now. Like, they're just reading FitFam as far as I can <laughs> At least here. <laughs> in, the local, in our local news here, you know, that's what it you seems even, like. You don't even the watch time. the news anymore. You go to FitFam. Because well, at a, least the person recording it is the one that posted it. Yeah, you're getting a firsthand account for the most yeah. part. And, like, okay, at least I can say from the snippet. And then I can't really extrapolate any further than that. But right. if that's what they're showing me, okay, you can't deny that it didn't get caught on camera. So. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's there. There's my source. There's my data. Again, Black Mirror. I was, was going to show you. I was going to send you yesterday a clip because I already knew we were doing this topic, but it was a Jordan Klepper on the Daily Show or whatever. You know who he is? Or no. No. He's no? a. You I've seen the he, Daily Show, but I don't know the name. Uh, it's the. It's a tall dude, and he goes out to like. He rallies at people. No, no, he goes okay. to rallies and pretty much just asks them oh. questions like how kind okay. of. How did you come this. to this conclusion type of deal? And <laughs> I think I said yeah, it was it was a recent one about with the with the polls or whatever, like with this most most recent election, like yeah, and uh, yeah, pretty much if they don't win, that means there's something wrong, like that it was pretty much rigged or whatever. It's like so, if the outcome comes that you guys won, you accept it, right? It's like like just like it was it all went according to plan, right? He's like yeah. And if they don't win, like then something was definitely wrong, right? And they're like, yes, of course. Like, <laughs> and like even yeah. with me, with the whole Trump one, like how how would it have? They, they, they had dog. said, yeah, they had said some some other idea for a show for flat earthers. She's like, should make a what do you call it a reality show where they try to go find the edge of the earth or whatever. 
<laughs> and I was like, that'd be great. And like, yeah. I'm sure there's still, I don't know what it would take to convince you to that it's that it's like they could probably be pulled out on a yeah on a rocket and show you like and no this is an illusion the the screen here is a uh, it's a screen or whatever that's what's hilarious about that movement in particular is what I I I appreciate the question okay is (laughs) that's nice they go okay well we we've never been there so how could we really know that the earth is round maybe it's flat okay you're about you know 500 years late to the argument but let's catch you up on the data right here it is boom in fact you know galileo was just using a telescope from the ground and i think he put it together fairly decently probably not conclusively scientifically but he had some decent observations but you know kepler comes along and does some math and stuff and it's like okay we're getting we're getting this together and then we sent the freaking people up there to look around and they said oh there yeah there are still people up oh, there yeah. going all around yeah, going around <laughs> and by the way like you wouldn't have the internet that you're posting on if we didn't already have this figured Satellites out up in we wouldn't orbit. have that yeah they're going around not just back and forth <laughs> Like we wouldn't have that figured well, out. Going around still, but just like oh, around oh. the disc or whatever. Oh, oh. Or and, and what about the other the side? <laughs> yeah, the what other, about the people the other, in the middle of it? Around the people around the fake equator or whatever they refer to it. But, oh, but it does make it, it did make me wonder if the Earth was flat. Like how? Uh, like what would the horizon now look like? Like how far could we actually see or not? Like you know what I mean? Wow. I have no. I have no idea how. Yeah, it'd be. You know, and at least I could say the the very you know our, our past descendants who had different theories about the structure of the universe, they put the Earth in the middle. Mm-hmm. Which you got to say, if it's round and the Earth is in the middle, the system still works. But we reversed it, and it works even better, right? The sun's in the middle, not the Earth. Right. And everything goes around the sun. But if the Earth was in the middle and the sun went around the Earth, maybe you'd get some of the same effects. Yeah. If the Earth was flat, would people live on the bottom side of it also? Not according to theirs, no. Not to oh, so then we all live on the same yeah. plane? It's yeah. a disc. It's a well, isn't that equal? <laughs> it's a like, disc? It's like yeah. a frisbee. Like a frisbee. Like a frisbee, frisbee apparently. And do they say where it ends? Apparently Antarctica. There's a like, wall so like, there, I guess. From Antarctica... You pretty much split that out, and so the whole Antarctic wall, like, is what's protecting. So it. there's Antarctica on both sides. Like all around I the guess, edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like it's like you're peeling it like a banana, like an upside down banana, and so like it's peeling from the bottom since Antarctica oh, yeah, on the yeah, bottom, yeah. and so it now you kind of to all yeah, edges. Yeah. So Antarctica's on all edges, and so that's that's all. And we, and how do they? So you're asking, yeah. I, <laughs> you're asking very logical questions. <laughs> that blows my mind. But the thing is, that's the thing is like, okay, they can ask the question. The the, I'm, the sun? I don't think I would ever take offense at a question. Yeah. But if you can't accept the results, the like the undisputed, like here's the the data, like raw, like I'm not even having to interpret. Yeah. Here's a picture. Yeah, or like, or make this work the way you're saying, like, because I saw like, like, did you see the documentary? I think it was on Netflix on flat earthers, and and it had that like it was like flat disc, and it's like a a pendulum thing on the top where it has the 
the sun pretty much circling around like the top part so it's still only shining on certain parts of the world or whatever but yeah, I'm like if, if that's the like case that. like well, you would still Antarctica be able to see it and the like, north pole get sun all the time then yeah exactly. like the, yeah even if that was the case, like you'd still be able to see it at all points, like even if it was more faint or not, like if that's your logic yeah. behind it. You wouldn't dip below the horizon. Yeah. And then so. it wouldn't reflect on the moon, so then how do you... Oh, I, I don't even that remember the what the moon light light was. How do eclipses work? I don't even remember how. <laughs> how, would an, how, how do we get these lunar Maybe solar Maybe those thingies are spinning at a different... What? Well, again, yeah, it's just like there's there's so many disproving pieces of information, and then there's confirming pieces of information, and if you weigh that, like there's some that's the outcomes that we get to, and then we are, do things like we put rockets and satellites and stuff, and then you figure out like are hey, all other planets flat? It started with just the, us. Good the, question. The election one, like if you were to take all these people that thought like the election results were faulty or whatever you took them individually make them count the the votes at the end yeah they still wouldn't believe it like no there's still some hidden somewhere else it's like that's not the way well, this that, works kind of like, or that. like what what would you accept as like i don't know i don't even know how to phrase the question like what, what do you need me to show you that to show you that there's no hidden votes anywhere like you can look wherever you want like yeah and I still think there would be nothing like. <laughs> well, the guy that was interviewing, yeah. he interviewed. They were poll keepers, like the people that work at the polls. Yeah. And he's like, "So, do you believe in this and that?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he's like, "So, you're telling me that when you were at the poll, you let people go and vote poorly, right? Is that what you're saying? Like, you you said that it's voter fraud. Like, did, you're the one that was doing it. Did yeah. you see any voter fraud?" And they're like, "Well, no." And he's like. But the polls didn't go through, and they're like, "We're not going to talk about this anymore." <laughs> what the heck? And then, yeah, I used to get the, "Well, do your own research. Like, you'll you'll find it if you do your own research." Like, that doesn't. Like, happen. why? Yeah, like, why could you just tell me what you found? Like, why do I have to go find it? Yeah. For myself, like that's not the way scientists work. Like, I just asked for sources. No, this is my data. You go find your own. Data. I'm like, send it to me. Send me what you read. I want to know. I want to see it. Well, even then, so. So that's a good point. And the way science usually works is nobody accepts one outcome of the of the test. It has to be independently verified. So that part doesn't make any sense. And the voting thing, I mean, that's another, you know, it's a hypothesis. Is there vote is there voting fraud? Okay, let's go check. But do we just check one place? No, they check a bunch of places. Mm -hmm. And then they they make sure that this is like okay, what are we really seeing? Yeah. Is there extensive voter fraud? No. Have a, so why can't we accept that? Why can't we accept the outcome yeah. as it is? Or what would it take? Like you, I'm saying, like you could have them run the polling booths themselves, and then yeah. still be like, no, like something happened, like something snuck past us or whatever. It's like, well, no. They, <laughs> you know, in the the last presidential one, they did all of those uh, recounts, right? Yeah. So they were they were questioning all that stuff, and but there was always one person from each party in the room so how can you say oh yeah, no there was voter fraud or oh, yeah. they didn't count it right or whatever the have you their excuses your people were there yeah to verify it this has verified this is not an opinion this is like <laughs> well now we, i mean too they're scanning ids for it like i don't know what that was the other one too yeah. with uh 
Ted Cruz. Yeah, they're not doing the books anymore. Those giant voter registration books where you had to like sign upside down. Oh no. Yeah, that's why they scan your ID because yeah. it's in the database. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to the lady at the polls because we just voted recently, early voting, awesome. and um, <clears throat> she was like, "No, it doesn't matter what precinct any time in Texas anymore." In, in early in voting, Texas. And then I was like, "What about all the day of?" And she's like, "Well, we can see where your jurisdiction is." And I was like, "Oh yeah, like so I just wanted to know anymore? more about it." That's what I was saying. So I was like, "It doesn't matter." And she's like, "No, it doesn't matter where you vote." Oh, and I was like, "But sense. it does vote. It like on voting day, I think that it does matter what precinct you are in." That's what I've been under the impression of, but I don't know if I changed. Oh, yeah, so I didn't know that either. But that would make some sense. And she didn't say it. And she's like, "But it doesn't matter because like we have it. It's, it's attached electronic. to your ID, yeah. and it the the barcode prints out." And yeah, I was that makes like, sense. "And maybe that's, maybe that's, that's been the a whole, fix." Uh, yeah. That would be great. But maybe that's but a whole if that's the whole fear thing too. Like, well, statistically, also a lot of the ones that are contesting this are older that. individuals, and mm-hmm. so. Maybe they're not trusting technology either. And, like, I, I tell her, too, that I'm trying to keep up with the times, too. I know sometimes there's some, like, what the, what the hell? Like, is this, is this the direction we're going in? But sometimes I, I like to try to be a little more accepting because I don't want to be that old man later where it's like, oh, I'm not, I, I, I can't trust this or whatever. Because like, there could be something that's completely trustworthy and... Yeah. I don't believe it. Just because I don't believe it doesn't mean it actually isn't yeah. true or whatever. Well, I've said that. I don't know about belief, but I've said it. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't it doesn't mean that it's not real. Yeah. Like, okay, there's the reality of, like, especially in the political <clears throat> environment, the reality of an opinion that's opposite of mine is out there. Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay? Yeah, that's a fact that's, kind of deal. Yeah, that's going to happen. Now... I can accept that, and when they win office, sure. You try, you try doing this, you know, putting this place in order, and see mm-hmm. if you think it's that easy. Okay, but it should go both ways, and why, why that's not acceptable yeah. is boggling my mind because that's how that's how we're supposed to be, you know, reasonably uh, in disagreement. Sure, okay, yeah. You try, then if I, it doesn't work, then I try. Okay, and Let's then see, eventually the, the same balance. conclusions. <laughs> well, even if that, yeah. no, we can be on opposite ends of the conclusions, but on most, on several things. But it's more of like, you know, the the resu- the end result should be like a balance, should be like oh, an, okay. an average of of things. Like if you went right and I go left. You know, hopefully we're our orientation to each other keeps going to the middle, but it seems like we're going yeah apart, I, further apart. I get what you mean, yeah. And yeah, that's why I've put a little more importance on compromise too, even sometimes in in work situations or whatever. Like I don't want to be <laughs> that guy that's gonna be seen like, Oh yeah, this guy's like extremely yeah. difficult to work with or whatever. So like, yeah. all right, like what Where's the middle ground here? What yeah. can we do either where we're both happy or we're both unhappy? But like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is you can ask some people on like the political landscape that are on opposite ends, and they'll both tell you how terrible the country's going. 
Yeah. You know, they'll say, oh, this Based is so this, terrible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's your opinion. And you've so, you've cited a few facts that are out there, but your interpretation of those facts is that it's not going the way you think it should go. Correct. Great. Okay. Now what are we going to do about it? <laughs> well, you want to do this and the other side wants to do that. Okay. But where is, what is the reason behind that? Why do you think that those things will improve the, the, the landscape of the country? And that should be the goal, right? We're all just trying to get better, whether it's your take on things or mine. We're supposed to be trying to get better. But if we can't agree on what better is... That's, I think, yeah, the other... What the ultimate top, like she said, the top of the pyramid or whatever, like whatever it is, the outcome, the end result, you can take whatever path you want to get there as long as we get there. Yeah, I've, I've told her, too, that I think... I feel like I could, do, I could do both roles, like either leader or follower, but I think when there's either too many people trying to be the leaders or everyone just being the follower, like there's no direction. Like yeah. Either we're trying to go everywhere at once or we're going nowhere at once. Yeah. And it's like, I think, yeah, like you're saying, like I think we need to have a common direction as to where we're going to go and why. Mm-hmm. Why is your plan going to work better or you no, know, like this plan work better and... And even sometimes I, f- I, f- I feel like both of the the sides like kind of sometimes have or want the same things. It's very overlapping. It's just in the way they want to do it, and then the, like they're just diehard about it. That's where they're not willing to compromise. Like, no, we we have to do it this way. And then the other side is like, no, we have to do it this way. And so again, yeah. there's no compromise there, and so we're no just compromise. still stuck in the same. Yeah. If you're same if you if your rationale for not wanting to go the direction I want to go is well I don't want to go that way because you want to go that way <laughs> that too <laughs> like well that that's not found grounded in anything really like you're just wanting to be disagreeable and that was never really the intention of like uh, the po- politics or, or anything for that matter reasonable yeah. discord like hey we're trying to get somewhere how we get there was supposed to be the the opinion side of it. Yeah. Well, if you want to go your way and I go mine, we'll at least end up in the same place. Fine. Yeah. So I'm going to interject real quick because I looked up the stuff. I looked it up on three different government sites. Okay. (laughs) Voting stuff? Voting information. Apparently, if your county participates in this thing called countywide polling place program, it started in 2021, then you are eligible to vote wherever Ooh. in that city or in that county. In the county. And so are we? Yes. Wow. Uh, so it's a part so. of it. Cool. So it looks like... So this coming voting day? You can, you can vote, vote wherever. forever. So you don't have to like this rush to your area or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's, that's convenient cool. considering that like some people work on the west side, but they are supposed to vote on the east side. Well, then the you lines. Know, just different... The lines when on, always it always seems to happen. But they on still do day. say lines to to look up where you should vote, and it probably be the most convenient thing. True. But um, that yeah, just with your ID, yeah. and it will it'll pull up. It populates what district you are in, and who you can vote for. Right, because oh, yeah. since we live Some in a certain the, district, the we're not district, allowed to vote for another district. The district reps, yeah, representatives, which kind of sucks because. Yeah, some of the I other, have some opinions. On the other districts. On the other districts. <laughs> they need to get their stuff together. They sure do. Yeah. Yeah, some regions are poor for a reason. Well, 
their representation just isn't doing what they need to be doing. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that's the importance of voting, right? Right, and at the same time, when you get poor people in that thing that don't have the ability to vote or uh, don't, don't have the education or the voter registration or anything like that, then why are yeah. they going to vote? So then you have some representation. They didn't even know that they were being represented. Yeah, and that's a trick. That's a thing, too. Yeah, and the like. Sun is <laughs> You can throw all those data points out there too, right? Like, what is the voter turnout? What is the likelihood of voter, you know, the probability of someone in a certain economic uh, bracket to vote because of the various, you know, things that are happening with them socioeconomically. And then that's how they predict these elections. That's why people think it's going to go a certain way. And then they rely on the influence of that in the media. Like, oh, the media says so-and-so's in the lead. I guess I don't have to vote anymore because yep. they're going to win. Yep. Influence is my bias. Yeah, the, yeah the influence has a freaking huge role, like, in the way you're... Well, like, it shifts your perception. Like, even, like, think of when we watch movies and then you hear a review about it. It already, like, influenced you a certain way. Like, oh, I'm it. not going to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or... Even if it's something you're gonna see anyways, and you're like, yeah. now you saw a review, now you're kind of slightly like, ah, oh, wow. I guess I better watch out for that, or be prepared for this, or whatnot, yeah. and like you're not going in yeah. fresh-minded anymore. I'm not as excited anymore. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh. right. I thought they were gonna do that part that yeah. I wanted. That's the same book. thing with trailers. Yeah. Sometimes you're sitting there in the movie waiting for that one part. Who said this? They're <laughs> sitting Trevor there waiting Noah. to Trevor Noah. That's right. Oh. You're waiting for it to come out, and it never comes out, and you're like, what the heck? Where was that? I'm getting really hungry. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, where are we at? Time. 228. All right, let's Not in the morning. <laughs> Not in the Not morning. Not AM. I'm awake. All right, just uh, any final takeaways or actionable steps that people could do to... Create ways of communicating. To, to start compromising a little bit that you may not... Your way may not be the only way. My way may not be the only way. Or even like, well, I guess we're just like if you're... If <laughs> wait you're, if you're wait the, a minute. <laughs> you're if you're sick. the data-driven, how do you pay more attention to anecdotes? And if you're anecdotal, how do you give more value to the data? Anything? Questions, I think, is is my way. And uh, I think I've given that advice a few times. And I'm like, that's, that's the only thing I can say is... Uh, asking specific questions or, you know, trying to be a little bit more understanding. Because I think if you're data-driven, the tendency is to just, well, I'm just going with that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be hard-hearted about what I see, and that's it. So that shouldn't be the case either. So it should be more about understanding from the other side, of, from the other perspective like you said, someone, ethos, pathos, you know, that kind of more of an yeah, emotional balance. decision maker. Like, there's reasons for that. And those can be, even if that person is not aware of that, you can find common ground. Like you said, mm -hmm. put a little more emphasis on compromise. And that, that's something that I've tried and done and adapted to. Might help. Definitely. Um... Incorporating the both, creativity, creativity, creatively. Oh, can't use my words. Um, creatively, communicating, seeing how the other person is responding to it, 
asking them if they're understanding, asking them if they want more information, just like you were saying, questioning, and trying to make them feel as comfortable as possible with it, right? Um, I'm not just going to present everything with anecdotes, but maybe throwing in some of the, the data for the person that is more anecdotal, anecdotally influenced, right? And then on the contrary, too. So giving the person that's more data-based that information and then some supporting comments or, or a little bit of like, hey, yeah, I know this person and this is what happened with them with this, right? Just to humanize the data a tiny bit more. If they don't need it, then they don't need it. And if they don't care to take it, that's fine also. But it's there. That way you have a good balance of the both. But mostly listening to the other person and what their needs are, I think, is important. And in the case of the shoe lady, <laughs> pulling up the applicable, yeah, so the applicable example. <laughs> don't um, don't use the wrong. Don't use the spoon to uh, slice the steak. <laughs> right, and in hers, I think that I I, I kind of feel like <laughs> I maybe taught her that your opinion is your opinion. Right? And you said that you've been doing this for over 20 years, but only three other people have told you this. Yeah. Three, four people total compared to the stack of shoes that are here right now. Mm. Maybe, maybe your opinion isn't always going to work on somebody. True. And just learning, you know, I, I, I feel like I wanted to teach her that. <laughs> like, it's not always going to be that way. Um, like, listen to the other person. Listen to what the other one needs, right? Because I just put this on. And I said it doesn't feel comfortable. But yet you're like, oh, no, a lot of people think that they are comfortable. Mm. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's your opinion. Go right? And it. just, I, I feel like it has to be more self-driven, too, is me not being affected by it. Me having the realization of, I'm buying these shoes. They're not that comfortable. But I wanted them because of whatever. Now... You made your bed. Don't complain about it. I'm not going to blame it on this lady saying, oh, my God, she said it was comfortable. Come on now. Uh, that kind of takes me to mind, too, is that that was going back to our first episode is what does it mean to be wrong? And I think a lot of people are just just that uncomfortable being wrong that, I don't know, they just <laughs> they different. don't handle it well. And so if they were wrong about, like, the candidates they're choosing or the shoes you chose or whatever it, it's like it's like I don't know yeah. it's just <laughs> it, it, and just take acceptance I accept my my decision yeah. right accepting your own decision will help you not try to point fingers on a person's anecdotes yeah so <laughs> I guess even with that like it's it's okay to be wrong like it were yeah. it's there's maybe we need to reduce the stigma with that that it's, yeah, it's okay that you made <laughs> A wrong decision. Just learn from it. Try not to make that. Well, there's baby mistake steps mistake again. Yeah, and that's there's baby and that steps. Was with Kaizen. That. that was our first. There you <laughs> go. Uh, so yeah. through small increments. Like, your your Kaizen be... experience would go, <laughs> in, in to apply it to like what you're saying, like not, not being able to. Well, yeah, not being able to, admit, being wrong. Mm -hmm. Most of our decisions are not right and wrong. They're not. Most of the things that we do, yeah, as people on a daily basis, our interactions with everybody, the things that we choose. But there's, you know, there's better, there's best, there's applicable, there's not applicable. 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's a good decision, just not for this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, you know, if you want to pick a great pair of shoes, yeah, like, you made a decision. There's some that's more expensive. There's this price point. But this one works for me. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is the or, best version of this for or me. Or for this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or for the situation, yeah. yeah. The True. comfortability situation. Like, yeah, you're getting these shoes to be walking around, or you like a lot. Or, or you to sit just, down. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with them? Yeah. That's your decision. Do you need them to look extra fancy is it a fancy event or what is it mm-hmm. i gotta say like the, the the one of the most interesting women's shoes related um <laughs> <laughs> phrases that i heard was yeah but i'm only gonna wear them for like an hour <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that it was a short period of time and i'm like i can't argue with that <laughs> Because, like, as a guy, I'm like, that looks so uncomfortable. Like, I would not. I would not compromise comfort. But they're like, okay. That's your choice. Go for it. You know? I can't argue with that. Like, you've you've decided. You've established your criteria. And you've made the choice. It's a thing. How crazy. It's, like, it's it's real. Because, like... I'll buy a pair of shoes, and I know they're not comfortable. And before we leave the house, I even warn Sal, like, maybe days in advance, I'm going to wear these shoes. I need you to walk real slow next to me. <laughs> and he's like, well, God damn it. But I put the bear in the room. <laughs> like, I, there's a bear in the woods, and you are going to have to do this because they're really beautiful. And I'm going to wear them, but I'm going to need you to sacrifice your walking speed. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, so there's communication again, (laughs) right, with your spouse. Because if not, and I'm just like, oh, I'm going to wear these. And he's like, you're going to fucking walk on your own. (laughs) Because you're going to look like baby deer. You can't walk in those. those. I'm not going to help you because you didn't ask. Like, you know, so there's different communication. Nobody would be pissed off doing it. (laughs) But you learn your spouse. You learn your crowd. You learn your friends. You know? Yeah. And I'm all about like you establish the criteria, you've determined what the success is mm-hmm. and your acceptance level. If we can execute to that, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. But if like, we can't agree on those terms first yeah. and foremost, like, <laughs> and, yeah. And I think like be comfortable me. with your decision. Like you know the the possible outcomes. Like you know you want one more than the other, obviously, but just be okay with the other possibility or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've started using that with administrators, and it's worked really well. Like sometimes it's like they want us to make the decision, and then like if it backfires, like they want to blame it on us. But it's like, all right, I just want you to know, like if we do this, there's a chance this could happen, and if we do this, there's a chance this could happen. So what do you want us to do? And and then once they kind of well, you've taken away, and that's actually really good because you've taken away some of the extra possibilities. Because sometimes they have no idea, right? Because that's not their scope. That's not what they do. Yeah. And so when you're like, this is gonna, this is choice A, this is choice B. Which one? Hmm. You know, I feel like you take a lot of the the uncertainty out of it. So I would appreciate that well, it's too. An, it's an appropriate frame too because you're also adding in, you know, there's acceptable negative outcomes yeah so once we agree to this is gonna be a possible negative outcome is that acceptable yeah because there's always the extremes right there's like well Mm -hmm. we all know if we do this there's a maximum positive outcome that we would love that would be great 
Now we're going to probably land south of that. How far south? Yeah, right. What's mm-hmm. acceptable? How, how big is the gamble, pretty yeah, much? Yeah, exactly. We're doing risk and ops here. Risk, <laughs> risk and opportunities analysis. Yeah. Oh, remember that game? I think you were a part of it. I hated that game. <laughs> risk? That one? Yeah. Oh, that? Yeah, risk. <laughs> Do you remember us playing that? Not really. But it's probably happening. I think it was. Selective memory? <laughs> I think it Alex. was you and Alex. I don't remember, I don't but it was apartment. awful. Yeah. Probably not me. That was worse than Purgatory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, so let's go back to our, sh- our scenarios. See, they shifted it all. So scenario one was you're having a procedure, and a close friend says they had a terrible experience, but the data shows it's safe. We were at 95s and 90s. Has that shifted at all for anybody? Nah. No? Still? Don't mess with medical. <laughs> shifting much I don't think I mean maybe a teeny tiny bit no no nope. <laughs> that was a slow walk down no no, no. it's because no. I want to honestly what my brain was doing is I wanted to take their opinions more into consideration because I, I want to. I want to know your experiences and stuff. But at the same time, sometimes that's just more of a fear tactic to me. And it ends up scaring me instead yeah. of knowing the actual numbers. Yeah. You know, so f- fuck other people. I'm not listening. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not listening to you and your opinions. Well, and there's also, there's also, like, the framing of the question also leads to, like, well, if we're going to speak in generalities, right? So mm-hmm. are there things that friend could do to improve their the weight of their influence of their anecdote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You could tell me we're going to the same doctor. You could say that you did it six months ago. You could right. say a few other things possibly that they would be like, wait a minute, let me double check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now it's now there's weight. Right. Yeah, definitely. I still I think that I think I'm at a safe number. Wait, what am I? I'm at ninety. 90. I think it's the same. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going to go with the same. I'm going to change mine, actually. Kaizen? 85. And I think what changed it was was the reviews. Like, that we just had one that's just stars and one that's just the blurbs. I probably would lean more on the blurbs than I would on the... The stars. Than the stars. And I know it's not the same. Like, this is definitely, like, a health one, but I think it's enough that I'm, like, I think made me realize I do pay attention to more blurbs than I thought I did, I guess. Well, it could, it just as, as Jose was saying, that it changes the the bigger picture, the <clears throat> bedside manner part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they have a better bedside manner. Maybe the other one doesn't have as good a bedside yeah, manner. Depending on what your diagnosis is, do you want somebody with better bedside manner? Or do you want somebody that's just going to be like, no, whatever? And I, think, yeah, I think that depends more on the person and what they're willing to tolerate. Because yeah. right? I would definitely take a highly skilled doctor that has terrible bedside manner over a doctor that has great bedside manner but isn't as skilled. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I could take the the beating like, oh yeah, you're you do you're you're doing terribly and this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen and you're gonna have a terrible time or whatever and like just be very blunt and like okay I can, I can and that I, might work for a yeah, person yeah. like you. Yeah, that's right? What I'm but my mental health would suffer greatly yeah. if I had a doctor like that. 
So I would probably better be better off with a doctor that has a teeny bit less skill in, I don't know what, um, but with a better bedside manner. Then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to get through this, right? And your your perspective changes in that. <laughs> so, like, it's it's person to person. It's all different. That's, that's funny, too, because that, that still reminds me of the reviews that, like, I'm... I'm going based off of your skill, not your like. I think your bedside manner has nothing to do with your, not nothing to do with your skill, but like, like yeah, you're gonna talk to me like shit or treat me like shit. Fine, you already did your thing. You got, you did your thing that you're highly skilled at. Like, I, I don't need you to really tell me anymore. Just let me be, kind of deal. Mm. Is that you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I'm still leaning towards the Jose aspect of the holistic manner of like the whole person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, because I have to have a good balance of that for me to feel okay. Yeah, Me personally, it. right? Um, I, I don't think that I would do good with a beating like that. I would probably be like, oh, my God, and my brain would run away and I'd die yeah. <laughs> like sooner because I didn't have that support. Fair enough. Right? So I think it just depends on person to person. But, yeah, the blurbs still yeah. are yeah. better than stars. They're helpful. They're more helpful than I, than I was giving it credit. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, then the other one is kind of the same, but... The flip. Yeah, now you're giving your anecdote. You have a good experience. Somebody's going to have a procedure. Somebody else is having a procedure done. You had a good experience, but now the data is showing somewhat opposite or like... Um, what is it? You still have not experience... Oh, side effects. You The data is now showing there are unforeseen side effects. You still have not experienced any of the side effects. So on a scale, should they listen to you, the anecdote, or... Or the data? No. Oh, I was at 49 or 51. No, you, uh, no, you're not changing. You were at 80. I was at 80? Yeah. After you. Yeah, because I think we had some That's struggles right. with the scaling. I was confused. I'm always confused with these things. <laughs> I need, need to pay better attention. <laughs> I know. Maybe a visual aid for me. <laughs> I would modify this to, for me <laughs> to have it blindly like over that. here up on this thing well, too. but uh, blindly with the we all write down our numbers and then reveal them at the same time because oh, okay. sometimes we may be influenced by each other's numbers also well you can do this other thing too like I um, did a job training on this technique where like we come up with a scale but they use I think they use a deck of cards so you give everybody like one through five on a deck of cards, and then they just hold up their rating. Ah, mm. That's clever. Yeah. I like that too. So, like, you can do it whatever number scale you want, but just hold it up and then just think like about it too. later. That's a job thing that we did. Okay, so I don't understand your wording on the, the, the end of it, the scale. So, on a scale from one to a hundred, one, they should listen to you. Okay, one, they should listen to you. Or 100 to the data. Okay, so that's why now, you can we discuss 80. this one just a little bit more? Sure. Look, that skews me when all of a sudden they're presenting me with data on this. Say I went and got rhinoplasty and they're like, oh my gosh, now your chances, the data says that now your chances are your ear is going to fall off. And I'm like, well, fuck, my ear hasn't fallen off. It's not loose. My ears are fine, right? Or like just something random like that. Now I have a fear tactic. Now I'm scared 
right? They've put me on the complete <laughs> opposite end because I've already made this fucking well, decision. Who's they? The the person that you're, the person that is considering getting rhinoplasty. Okay. Yeah. The the person that is considering the getting the procedure that done you've that done. you did. Okay. Let's talk something that we know. Lasix. Okay. Right? Been there. We have several friends that have gotten Lasix. Mm-hmm. And you all swear by it. It's awesome. Because there haven't been any side effects uh, like listed or whatever, right? So then I come to you Visibly. and I'm like, look, so they said that in two more years, you're going to be going blind. Who? So how does that make you feel? You're like, oh, fuck. Well, I've already done this. And look, I don't have any side effects. Let me tell you all the positives. But the data says this is going to happen. Should I get it done still and have five good years? And then mm, on my seventh, eighth year, I'm going to go blind? What do we do? Right? Because we're talking trusted sources. Our best friends have had this done. But are they LASIK specialists? Uh, let's say one is and one's a Groupon. <laughs> the two a in the Groupon? garage. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, but no, I'm just I mean saying your friends, like, your friends. Yeah, yeah, they Are, went to specialists. So one, no, did, is your friend actually employed as a LASIK specialist? No, they are LASIK not. doctor, eye doctor. No, they're just, they're considering getting it done. I'm consi- okay. Say I'm considering getting yeah, it done. Yeah, just putting them on their playing field. Yeah, yeah. he's saying like... So if my friend yeah, he's who gives me an antidote, yeah. he's a doctor of eye doctor, whatever, who mm-hmm. actually pref- and who has also been a patient, mm-hmm. that would be like yeah. an elevated yeah, right, source. Right, yeah. right? I know the procedure inside and out. I've performed it and I've also had it. Right. That would be different. Right? Uh-huh. But if all the friends are on the same playing field, like they're just patients who've gone through it. Mm-hmm. I'll probably give you the exceptions. Like these people are going blind because of or secondary to... Blah yeah. blah blah. They didn't do this during the procedure, or they're doing something else after the procedure, or yeah. I don't know. Because you know how sometimes headlines are. They're just trying to get you to click right. on click it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So that's my thing. Is like, oh, now, but I would. Well, I'll give you. A, a lot di- of people are gonna feed you the information out of fear. Yeah. That's true. So, like, I took Sal's the example that he presented uh, as okay. I. I have an experience. It was positive. The data is showing that that experience is not as positive as I had previously thought. Mm-hmm. So now my friend is going to go through it. What should I do? Or how should they balance the weight of my experience versus the data? Right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? To you? Like, How does that shape your, your opinion of your own anecdote? I guess maybe I would hope again for the compromise, like do a little bit of both, like still get it, but maybe wait it out a little bit till they figure out what the hell is going on. Like don't yeah. don't get it as soon as you were. Let's let's take a, a lower stakes uh, example then. Okay. Like, I bought a car. I have a terrible decision. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> terrible don't time. Don't you know how much taxes are right now? It's a terrible time. The interest rates are bad. <laughs> There's no stock. Okay. Let's say, okay, I bought a car. It's this, you know, it's a, I'll use mine. It's a 2012 F-150. But let's say I went and bought a new one. I bought a brand new F-150. I'm loving it. But a couple of friends we know in another state said, okay, yeah, we bought one too. Horrible. Like, 
we, we drove it off the lot and it had all these electrical problems. Mm. We took it back. They didn't want to fix it. Don't buy it. What would you say is the weight of my experience versus theirs? And the fact that the dealership says, well, you know, this is a known issue. You know, this happens sometimes. To me, that's a big one for me. Like, give me, like, she just did the bear in the woods. Like, just tell me ahead of time. Like, don't, I don't want negative surprises. Like, I want, like, it, I, I know they may happen, but, like, just tell me. Like, this one is known to have electrical issues. Cool. Now I know that. Like, I'll take that into consideration and, and make my judgment off of that. Like, if I still like it enough that I'm willing to put up with that, then cool. Then that's on me that that was my decision. I definitely go to the reviews. My my decision would be made more so based on yours, your experience, because I trust you, than their experience, because I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Right? But then once I have a big data set and the like enough enough information and the vendor whoever is selling it saying yeah sometimes uh i need your definition of sometimes how many of these are coming back how many do you have in stock how many did you sell and how many came back to you mm-hmm. that's gonna determine where i'm at right i wouldn't yeah. just be like oh no well i mean in most cases I mean, maybe right? you got lucky yeah. in most yeah. cases yeah and I would say, if I'm bringing it up to the dealer, I think that's validation enough. Like, I'm not ignoring it. Like, hey, my friend just got this, and they said this is happening. Like, and then they tell me, like, oh, yeah, electrical issues are a known, are a known issue on this. I think that's validation enough that I took it into consideration. If I would have just, like, not mentioned it, like, like uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, I'm not going to even mention it or whatever, because then I feel like I would still be totally data side versus, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's the little, that anecdote is the little blurb in one of the reviews. Hey, this review says so-and-so. Can you, can you explain or elaborate on this? But again, here we come to the, the person telling you this. Mm-hmm. I feel like they wouldn't. They'd be like, oh, yeah, just a little bit of issues. You know, sometimes <coughs> it's, and I'm like, okay, I want to talk to the mechanic. I want to know what exactly is happening because I don't believe you because you're trying to make a dollar, right? So then I'm trying to see who the person is that I'm communicating with that is it the salesperson because they're going to blow sunshine up my butt yeah. because they're going to get a nice paycheck because they're selling this, right? So I want to talk to somebody that is not getting my money. And so that's where I'm, I'm very um, skeptical <laughs> because a car is a big thing. Of course. Though those are, God, they're... They eat so much of your money. <laughs> but those are, that's like, I think both examples, the medical one and this one, uh, kind of lead towards where people think, yeah, you, you probably want the data hand in hand with some user experience. Now, I guess the question then comes to like, which was the most influential? Um, when it comes to a personal decision, I go with data. Some people Mm -hmm. go with anecdotes. Great. When it comes to me influencing someone else, like I want to influence them with data, not always with anecdotes. Like Mm -hmm. the anecdote is the 
like just a, like the cherry on top part. Like I'll tell you, hey, look, I have this car. Don't take my word for it. Look at here's all these other reviews. Here's some statistics for you that say you know the reliability, whatever. Do some of them have it? Yeah, but when you get that issue, here's what you do. It's already known. That means there's a fix. So usually there's something to do. So like, would you take that? It's not an anecdote. Like I'm giving you, this is what's available information. And I feel like the person on the receiving end of that is going to pick and choose who they're communicating with for that information. So I know if I need to talk data, I'm going to talk to you because you're going to give me the, the facts, right? Maybe not a whole lot of the ethos pathos in it. Yeah. I'll talk to somebody else for that. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. How because, impo how important is it to you to influence the person? So, like, let's say you're using data because that's like your preferred method. So you. That's a good you, question. And so, like, let's say you know this person is definitely more influenced by anecdotes. Would you switch your tactic so that you uh, they do change their mind, or would you still stick to the data? That's a good question. I probably would. I would say like what you said before, like you're going to layer it, layer the data into an anecdote. So I give you my experience and then I say, oh, I looked up a bunch of stuff about it. And then I give you the That's rest of it. establishing your credibility. Yeah, because exactly. That's exactly it. Because like I'm not basing, like my opinion is, oh, this sucked. <laughs> yeah. I had to do all this stuff. It was inconvenient. But did it get fixed? Yeah, it got fixed. But you see, and you see, that's the part that I would want to know. So me being your friend, I'd be like, okay, tell me about this. And so you'd give me data, 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 data. But because I now, because I know who you are and how you work, okay, tell me your opinion on it. And your opinion is like, well, it sucked because I had to do all of that stuff. Yeah. Right? You didn't have to... I feel like <laughs> the, in this whole conversation, I end up feeling like anecdotes and data end up being more of a collaboration instead of a versus because I feel like one without the other is empty. If you have all anecdote, you just have a pretty story and you That's have fair. nothing based on it. Perhaps. If you have all data, then you just have numbers with no opinion. Yeah. And when you're, it depends on what you're trying to get to, but if you're trying to get to this nice, happy medium, you have to have a little bit of both. Depends on, right, how you layer it in. You can have some more of this and a little bit less of that, but I think that you still have to kind of have just a teeny tiny bit of both interacting with each other to make a, an, a, an impact on a person's decision. Hmm. So, like, then what would be a purely anecdotal piece of information? That would be weird because I could see where data would be part of an anecdote and yeah. carry some weight. But then what's the purely anecdotal? Um, the purely anecdotal could be, be something super a fashion new, like, opinion. Well, I was going to say something, like, super new that there isn't much data yeah. on. Like, you were being... Uh, we ordered new iPhones, and she was being swayed by the fact that like they were, the the roller coaster thing or whatever was was setting them off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Remember, and so, I think that was too new to have enough data or like I, I don't think that data was gonna stay. 
consistent. Like a lot of the uh-huh. new phones always kind of come up with some bugs and then like they, they weren't yeah. anticipating, and then they fix it and then now it's it now it's now it's fine. So if it's that new, there really isn't much data to go off of. So you have to go purely on anecdotes, and that's yeah. what that one was. Like you're just going based on people's stories. Oh, so and so said this happened with their phone, and so and so also said the exact same thing happened with their phone and whatever. And so now that's just purely anecdotal without much data. True. You know what I mean? That could be, right, but there still are numbers. But there still were numbers in it. Yeah, but that could be a factor. It's because he's saying the the thing is the history, like how far back do you look? So if that's an ex- if that's a criteria for acceptance. Like, you need to establish enough history. Mm-hmm. Right. And That's with that, that. The, the thing that I had read, I was like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah. Because six people had said. I'm like, the okay, you have six people out of hundreds who have this. It means that it happening is very minimal. Or people are just aren't saying anything. And it's an easy fix. So, yeah, you pick up your phone at the end and you're like, oh, hey, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. And they've already sent emergency vehicles. But now that the the software company knows about it and like now that there's some they're gonna do something about it. They have to. Yeah, there's no way they Because you're just, wasting like... you're wasting precious resource because emergency stuff is precious resources. Well, we don't have much. Even... And then all of a sudden you're sending them to theme parks. They're rushing in five times a day because their iPhones are going off. Oh, that's some bullshit. let's fix this that's more on the image on the company too exactly and so that's how come I was like well do you support that do you support whatever but I still feel like there was a lot of data in that sure Um, uh, purely anecdotal going back to your question would be like um, I want to say it has to be something that's just opinionated total opinion look I got this one sticker and ever since I got this sticker it's been wonderful yeah Nah. Okay. Yeah. The and it's only Are relevant me that I if should... I also think it's wonderful. Yes, <laughs> I think that's an anecdote. Okay, that to makes me, sense. That's purely anecdotal. Yeah. If I was telling you, hey, you know, um, ever since I got this sticker, I feel like it's magnetizing my water, and all of a sudden I have this so much energy because I've, like you know, just some yeah. something else. Because it's a goop product. It actually reminds me. Uh, like I had looked up an article too. Oh, well, that's said, valid. I like that. The Gwyneth Paltrow brand. Oh, oh my gosh. She sells like the stuff that's like, you just wear this. And like your cheese now better or whatever. I don't, I, know, I don't know. Yeah, what dude. We got only we, heard at, the, of these at the Christmas fair. There was, oh, we're going to lose listeners on this. <laughs> oh. Something. It's all right. Uh, they were crystal infused soaps. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. And so now it's supposed to make you just. Whoo. It's supposed to make you better. Yeah. Cool. But there is valid, there is validity in, like we talked about, the that holistic type medicine. People's people when they take the placebo effect, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That that yeah. kind of thing. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, placebo definitely. If you I mean, think it works, maybe it works. Maybe it works, and maybe that gives you that thing, the the confidence boost that you needed. Get it. Maybe, Go and buy sure. that bar of soap. Right. I anecdotal. Mean, it's and anecdotal. so I mean, I've gone down the rabbit hole with that stuff, and I've looked up data. I'm like, okay, so yeah. how much uh, energy does a crystal possess? Uh, that's another topic. Yeah, yeah but, but I get I get that as being anecdotal too, because that it could be valid. Mm-hmm. It might be helpful, not conclusive data wise. Right. But if you like it, I guess it works for you. If it's relevant to you, do it. If you like the sticker the same way you like the sticker, I guess. Yeah. 
And that's where I feel like a uh, complete anecdote is an opinion. It's an opinion. Maybe. I mean, it's your own personal truth, but that's okay. still an opinion. But then the line, well, the line's of, blurred. So I mean, we like, had a conversation yeah. about that. That's just where I, I wanted to put the line. So, okay, if that's purely anecdotal, and then we have a middle ground where there's data-influenced anecdotal presentations, and then you have purely data. So there's like yeah, categories there's for me. That's how I like to divide and compartmentalize things. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. I looked up interesting ways of labeling all of it. Huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sometimes like to look up, like, see there's articles on whatever our topic's going to be, and one of them that I did come across says how, uh, how we define anecdote as it relates to analytics, and one of the definition for them was an anecdote is a description of a data point that goes beyond, beyond providing the metric that is being collected. Boom. Well, yes. So, so that's I guess the that's same, how, the that's stars with the, with the blurbs. With the reviews, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you're, yeah, you can review comfort level and whatever but once they give you a little bit that little bit extra that's what again going back to what we're saying layering both both Mm -hmm. of them to get to a a certain point but that's that's good so that that defines the term so that you can then break up and and provide the amount of influence that that you want to i guess that exactly how much influence do you want to provide how much do you want a person to think that your opinions or your knowledge is valid to their decision making which is tough because that that depends on the relationship, I guess. And mm-hmm. then you get to the point where, like, like I would tell some friends, like, don't buy that car, like, don't, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't. And then some of them you just maybe go, well, I've heard some negatives. <laughs> yeah, and it depends on your friendship. It depends on the superficiality of the wanna, interaction. Yeah, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase comes out every now and then. And I feel like it, it that also happens in different steps, right? You're going to tell the, the coworker that just walked in, your brand new coworker, something like that. Eh, I haven't heard of the best reviews. Yeah. Right? You're going to tell us, do not buy that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it took me 18 days to get it back from the shop and I had just bought yeah. it. You know, you're going to, your, your levels of comfort, your yeah. levels of, are going to be different. Yeah. And I guess that that's, yeah, that's that's where you push your influence, and I think <clears throat> you know the random sources like social media and stuff like that. When when we see that, that's such sketchy ground, man. Because there's people out there pushing their opinions super hard. As facts. Yeah, as facts, and they have. When you dig in and you think, is this really a reliable source? Like, is it? No, really, no. They don't have a blue check mark. <laughs> <laughs> Like no, I don't know. Let's. This yeah. is how we weigh the balancing act of that kind of da- source, that kind of source data, information, all information, anecdotal or otherwise. I think that's why it's up to the person, essentially. To you have to do it yourself. You have to learn not not learn on your own, but you have to do the digging. Right? And then that's why it's important to also communicate with another person for their information. That way it gives you an idea of what to dig. And <laughs> being comfortable having made, having made the wrong decision. Like, I know. Yeah. Now I really want to go put those shoes on. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not blaming the review because the review said it was comfortable or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Opinions that's... aren't facts. Nope. All right. But it can be valid. Yes.
All right, I guess that's about it. Anything else? Oh, man. It's pretty no. good. Do we... Do you... No. It's okay. I was going to say what our occupations are oh, in yeah, case people haven't. Oh, yeah. Did you reveal our occupations or it doesn't matter? Sure. Um, yeah, mostly if you... You're not a repeat listener. I'm a music educator. That's fancy. I'm a speech pathologist. I'm Jose. I'm mechanical engineering. Very nice. Um, yeah, I usually like to keep them out because I don't know how it influences biases or not. But yay! All right. Next episode, actually, we're we haven't exactly decided, but it's between two. Maybe I'll put a poll as to when. We should we, talk uh, Yeah, uh, it's either going to be on political correctness or if marriage is outdated. Ooh. So that'll be an interesting the one. The nitty gritty. Please visit our website, <laughs> www.omni-versal.com. Email us questions, comments, fan mail, hate mail, info at omni-versal.com. Twitter. See, we can get a blue check mark. Just Woo, no. <laughs> it's gonna cost you eight dollars a month. Yes, that's okay. As long as we're verified. <laughs> yes. Sign up for our emails and check out our. But like, some kind of feedback would be fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, for our twelve listeners, what yeah. do you need from the from the gas station? <laughs> from the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, Jose, for joining us. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's fun. Can you guys see the video? See what we'll. We didn't let Krampus participate this time, but oh. Krampus was in the room with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure he's opinionated. <laughs> yeah, he's got two mouths. Those damn children. It's good. All right. See ya. <laughs>